Hey everybody, welcome to Mongo's House. This is episode 20. Uh, I need to apologize for the long layoff. Uh, it's been pretty busy. Uh, I've got engaged. I am producing my very first show. And um, I kind of got off the rails. So uh, I wanted to bring you back um, into Mongo's House with the buddy system. That's made up of George Ferrito and Aaron Chase. Um, they came on to talk about uh, their new project that they're starting up, uh, which is the White Trash Tour. Uh, it's going to be September 14th at the Fox Theater in Riverside. Uh, they're partnering up with Mission 22, which uh, brings awareness to the fact that uh, uh, 22 veterans commit suicide. Um, and I, it's a really great project. Um, these are great guys. They're amazing for Inland Empire, live comedy. Uh, we talk about uh, like building the scene and what comedy means to us and uh, talk shop and uh, critiques. and uh, it's, a, it's a really good podcast. Um, talk about like what uh, it's like to be an open micer, how do you handle open micers, um, and what we expect uh, our groups to be like in uh, a politically charged or, or politically correct environment. So uh, I hope you love it. Um, they, like I said, they have, uh, um, they host open mics all through Inland Empire, a lot in Riverside. Uh, the, on Monday, they're at Worthington's at 7 p.m. On Tuesday is Stephen Espinosa's mic at the hideaway, and they help out there. And on Thursdays is the getaway uh, mic at UCR um, at 9 o'clock. And so sign up for at 8. If you ever want to do stand-up and try it out, you can also go to the open mic at uh, Claremont at 10 p.m. where I am your host uh, every Friday uh, with Donna Main. And uh, and then hopefully the, uh, the BFF show that I'm starting. Uh, first show is going to actually be tomorrow. I don't think it's going to drop in time. Uh, but I will have another one uh, September 23rd uh, with Julio Gonzalez. Um, and you can find uh, his stuff at uh, com. Hilarious comedian. Um, straight murder. Last time I saw him, I uh, guy got a standing ovation at the Ontario Improv. Um, so uh, go ahead and check us out. I uh, hope you love the podcast, and uh, with no further ado, here is the buddy system. Right on, so cool. you were talking about how it's a bad idea to uh, do what, Aaron? Oh, um, to, to drink and then go online shopping, um, just because you're completely untethered. Like, you can buy... Any, it can all come in at any time, and then and then you end up buying stuff that you just don't even remember buying, and it just shows up. I'm curious what you're, what you're like the dumbest thing you've ever bought, where you were like, oh, sh- I didn't need to buy this. Um, I didn't think it was the dumbest thing that I'd ever bought until I used it. What was it? So, um, for whatever reason, I decided that I wanted to get into the hobby of uh, model airport or airplane 
flying. It's like some eighty-year-old man. Wow, shit. that's crazy. And so uh, I had, I saw some stupid video um, of this guy flying a jet, and I was like, dude, I, when I was a kid, I used to love going to air shows. You know what I mean? Like I could have my own personal air show with my own personal jet. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, and for like two hundred and ten dollars, why not? Like you know what I mean? Like it wasn't that big of a deal. And so like I. Uh, I saved up a little bit and I bought my I bought my uh, it was an F fourteen Tomcat or an F sixteen Tomcat with a uh, with the uh, Blue Angels uh, paint job on it and shows up I assemble it it's got uh, the legit um, device to to control the controller um, and so. Like I'm watching all the YouTube videos on how to fly a plane. Are those and I'm like, are those electric planes or gas planes? They're electric. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So I had I had the extra battery packs. You know, what I mean, I think about like two how or old three. Were you when you wow. did this, I was probably like 27. That's that's cool. my age. Yeah, yeah I'm buying yes. I'm buying an airplane after this. Yeah, and so <laughs> so I go and I get extra battery packs because yeah, I'm going to be flying it. You know, for hours and hours, and I don't want to be up there and like not have you know. This extra, uh, and not have the ability to get this thing in the air. So this was pre-drones. You couldn't just. Yeah, no, there were no drones. There was just these were. Those were the drones. Those yeah. The drones. <laughs> and so it says you have to go to this like big open field, and so I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm gonna go to this. I know this place is uh, like a Yellow Park. Like I think I can go to a Yellow Park. It looks pretty big, and it was like real early in the morning, and so like there's no one there. The sun's up, but the place is dead. And so I get over there, and I. I the video said you had to get the thing up to speed, so you have to hard on the on the uh, ac- accelerator, uh, gently uh, provide lift to get your jet in the air, and then you just fly. And like, you just you know, fly. You just fly. <laughs> and so, like, I go hard on the on the uh, on the accelerator, and you hear the it just. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, this is so badass, right? <laughs> and so it starts going. I'm like, it's like, oh, it's getting close, it's getting close. I'm going to just gently lift up. Don't get crazy. And so I slightly put, put, apply the lift, and my jet starts to climb. And it's like, I'm doing it. I'm actually flying this plane, right? <laughs> I'm like so excited. Like, I'm flying. And then I realize I'm heading towards this batting cage. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, no. I got to so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta try to get a more lift. I put a little more lift. And then I'm like, I got to turn. And I try and turn it. <laughs> And I um, crashed my plane right into uh, a batting cage about 12 feet off the ground. And it, although I'm a tall man, I'm not that tall. And uh, I didn't have a ladder. And so, <laughs> so you had to leave it there. I, I now, I'm like, okay, now what do I have to do? <laughs> so I can't just leave my plane there. I can, I can, I, I can fix this. <laughs> and so I go. Like, I had an expedition at the time, so I backed the expedition up onto the grass, and I climb on the expedition. I'm like, please don't dent this because I can't afford a deductible after I just dumped two hundred something dollars into this goddamn plane. And so, like, I, I have to, I have to like yank the, um, the plane was made out of foam, and so I had to yank the foam plane out of the chain link. You know what I mean, like. There's there's, there's some oh, problems with my plane. Oh, okay. I was imagining like a model plastic plane. I no. There's like breakaway wings in those things. And too. so I pull it out and like it's it, it's sad and sorry. And I'm just like, this is the worst fucking purchase <laughs> I've ever made in my life. Cause I didn't even get to use the extra it's- batteries. <laughs> <laughs> you had to sell fully charged batteries at that point. <laughs> so it started off as like a, a nice purchase, and then it just didn't end well. No, no, no. It was, 
it was all my hopes and dreams were were dashed quite quite quickly in a uh i would say in a, in a 40 foot flight maybe <laughs> i'm so sorry there's man. no like starter plane you could have started off with there wasn't like there, a I fucking cessna that you can <laughs> i guess there is they say that the way that you want to go um is to get a propeller plane mm. you want to get you don't want to so i had a jet plane right which are more technical mm. um but you want to get uh, something that has a propeller like, like that, one of those p51s or something like yeah <laughs> yeah and then you also want to go to an open actual like rc airfield mm. with like distance and nothing and probably no, people no, know what yeah. the fuck they're and doing no batting like, cage hey, to man. run into yeah, yeah. <laughs> as i get older i realize like the beauty of old people hmm like, uh- I'm 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 making this conversation, but I'd like you to know that I'm also researching. I'm like, okay, so I need a prop plane, and I'm yeah. gonna find a big, wide open spot. Yeah, this I might would, happen to me soon. What <laughs> I would suggest that you do is go to a an airfield. They have one, I think, out in Whittier Narrows, and they also have one like out in Chino. Oh, okay, okay. I, actually, have- there's a spot near my house. This is big, dry, like. It looks like a dry lake bed that everyone uh, races their little RC cars and they fly their planes at. So. Yeah, and I think there's one like right by the dam. What oh, year was it when you Irwin did this? Okay. If this was seven years ago, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, no, 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 no. God, maybe. No, so it could have been that long. So I, I had to have been, I had to have been older than that, because it, I think that like my kids were probably. I want to say that maybe Matt was Matt was maybe two, and so if he was two, that means that that was six years ago. So I was actually much older. I was like thirty. Yeah. Like, that surprise. It always. Anytime you bring up how old you are, it surprises. Like coming to your house, I was like, "Fuck, this guy has a house." This is <laughs> that's how I felt when I we're first dealing with an came. adult, <laughs> and it's weird because you, I guess you have just a youthful spirit about you. I don't yeah. know. If people say that there's just always this vibe of. I'm a chill and play Sega, even even though I'm referencing a very old. No, I got game. I got my connector right here. We can play. Once Holy we're shit. done. Yeah, we got we got the. Uh, the thing is that I was I was a youth minister um, for the Catholic Church. For, this doesn't make sense for like four years. Yeah, like you, you know what I mean. And so, <laughs> yeah. so I literally, um, you know, as the Illuminati do, suck the youth out of the children. <laughs> you know, siphon it. Keep your youth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, I think I think being around youthful people for so long, um, I I realized that uh, a lot of times parents and kids they don't they're always fighting. You know, you, you, you don't your parents don't understand you. Parents and, just don't understand. Right, right. And so I used to. I've you should had, make that a song. Yeah. <laughs> I had so many people where I was just like, listen, um, you're the parent. And you've got a pissed off teenager, and the problem is, is that um, you're looking at the same thing, but from different different areas, different mm. perspectives. Right. I said, so tonight, go home, order pizza, and you tell them that the pizza is their life. And so, when you get a slice of pizza, put it so that um, the point of the pizza is facing your teen. And so that the crust is facing you. And you have to tell them, like, listen, we both love pizza. And we want this pizza to be the best pizza ever. And so, but our perspectives are different. For you, 
there are endless possibilities. It you could go either way and still hit pizza. You know what I mean from your starting point. And from my side, everything is coming to an end. And so <laughs> oh <my> I'm <laughs> worried that you are going to make choices that once you get halfway through, you're in a point where you can only go so far and you're going to be down to to this. So that's incredibly insightful, sir. That's like really um it's a really good metaphor. That's why he has a house and we live in an apartment. That makes sense. <laughs> when, when you deal, I know that you, so you run um, the, the open mic. I, I'm sorry I'm turning this into an interview of me interviewing you. No, it's cool, man. Um, it's, it's, it's Mongo's house. This is us becoming friends. Um, but when, when you, I know that you run the open mic at Flappers every single Friday at 10 p.m. Yeah, um, yeah. And I know that you plan on doing another show, which we were going to talk about. But when you, it feels like when you run an open mic, you always run into people that are new, people that want to come into comedy. How do you interact with them? Like, how do you, um, do you encourage them? Do you let them find a sink and swim? Do you... No, we, we beat them on the stairs outside. <laughs> and, and if they come back, maybe we'll let them in. <laughs> so, uh, dude, I've I, I wanted to be a, a stand-up comic since I was eight, and I just thought that these people these legends just came from a different place and then mm. i you know that that you can never be that funny like mm. and grow up in ranch cucamonga like, you know what i mean like, i didn't think that that was possible no you still can't i don't know if they told you <laughs> <laughs> are there any famous comics from rancho yeah do you know anyone Florida, from rancho uh, i don't know what to tell you uh, ronda rousey's from riverside i got we got we're good <laughs> there's no struggle in rancho <laughs> <laughs> the fuck are you talking about like, <laughs> um but, uh, yeah, so when I started doing stand-up, um, oh, I was actually listening to a lot of podcasts. And the podcasts were like, listen, just do it. Like these, I was listening to, my, to my, um, my icons, and they were like, when we wanted to do stand-up comedy, like, we, there were people that were so much better than us. Mm-hmm. And all of our stuff, like, coming up was just shit. And so um, I had a comic that, that came up to me and, and that got in touch with me. And he's like, you know what? Uh, can you listen to my set? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so I listened to his set. And um, How I long said, into comedy were you at this point? Uh, it was probably about six months ago. Oh, oh sh- okay. So, so oh, so this so, is, okay. Yeah. And so um, I told him, I was like, and I think that, uh, that people, because I run the open mic, people th- like place me on a certain pedestal that I have not earned yeah you know and so what i told him is that like um you know i'm gonna listen to your set and i can tell you what i think is funny because i can i'm i feel like i'm pretty good at punching stuff up yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. just not my own stuff which is kind of weird <laughs> you know what i mean yeah um because you're and, punching down on yourself in your own stuff <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> um and so when i uh so i told myself i would do this this and this um however you know i'm nobody like you need to realize that I don't have any key that you don't have. Like I just, I'm just trying to think, use what I see as funny in my perspective, and it, apply it to what you think is funny. Mm-hmm. And so um, he's like, "Yeah, but this other guy said that I was real hacky, and and that I and I have been on, on writer's block." And I was like, "Okay," I was like, "But here's the deal." I told them what I told you about my my, my legends and what they talked about mm-hmm. when they first started. I said, so you're on one of two roads. 
you're either on the road uh, to quitting mm-hmm. because there were greats that quit and just never made it, or you're on the road to greatness, which means you don't quit. You know what I mean? You yeah. just keep doing it. You just it. keep doing it until everyone else you know has fallen off. Yeah. <laughs> I said, but on the other hand, like, even that is not a bad thing because it's better than sitting in the house and wondering what the road looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're not you're not losing anything. You're throwing experiences and 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 moments and, and into your, you know, bucket that you're going to review on your deathbed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so in that aspect it's all good. Um I'm trying to build a uh really a a scene in, in the Inland Empire. I know I can't do it by myself. I love what you guys are doing Thanks, with well. the buddy system, having multiple mics. Um, I actually want to try and do a mic over um, in... Because uh, I know that you guys have, like, Riverside. I want to try and get a couple of mics over in Rancho. Fuck yeah. Um, so that way it will kind of elevate the scene a little the bit. in general. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so... I, when I first started going to open mics, it was someone in the back that would say, "On deck is uh, Aaron Chase, yeah, coming to the stage, uh, George Fer- Ferrado." Do this a really good impression of Aaron Chase. He just <laughs> <laughs> the way I pronounce the name's a good impression. I didn't do. The, I didn't get his name. How long? Months? Last week he might have gotten my name for sure. <laughs> Like, I'm known for fucking up names, but the energy, I know exactly what you mean. And so, um, when the person that was running the Claremont mic uh, exited and they offered it to me, I said, that's fine, but I'm doing it my way. And so, uh, my thought is that if this is going to be where Flappers is going to find new talent and put on shows, well, then why not practice a show? Mm-hmm. And in practicing a show, you produce a show. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's why I bring you know the people that are on deck over to the side mm-hmm. because when you come up on a, on a show, mm-hmm. you're going to come from the wings. Yeah. And so you come up, you learn that you're going to get that nervousness, you're going to get that, mm-hmm. that feeling, you're going to come out of there, you're going to come up to the stage, or someone's going to shake your hand, tell you to kill it, and then go and do what you do. And yeah. then when you come up, someone's going to come up after you. They might talk shit about what you did. They might tell you that you did a great job. You're going to get that laughter. And so, and then, um, in the event, what's great about that is that if someone does a great job, you just go, "Man, that guy is hilarious," and just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if some, but if someone shits the bed. <laughs> You're gonna need to go up there and be like, "We all need laundry service." You know what I mean? Like, you need to throw something out there to bring the energy back up. And what has happened is that we now have people that are coming to this mic as uh, spectators, mm-hmm. as audience members. Mm-hmm. That's a good feeling. Yeah. And so it's and the the mic's really starting to kick off. And it's it's uh, that's what I've been telling everybody. They're like, "Yeah, man, I haven't gone to Flapper." It's like, "Well, you need to go. Like that place is lit mm-hmm. right now. You need to make that your Friday stop." Like. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been really fun. It's yeah. been really fun. Yeah. Um, you're man, you're man in a good ship. I've been at Flappers through many a captain, and uh, you're one of the best so far. So thank you. You know, thank, thank you, you for running a good show. Like yeah. that's one of my. I would consider Flappers my home club because yeah. I've been there for so long, yeah. and and like I finally see someone doing it justice, and it's like it's 
great, awesome. Like, you but know. the thing is, it's not me. It's like we're better because of you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the Karina Sagoon. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this girl mm-hmm. was been at it sitting for... in the back of the club watching her Arabic uh, comic <laughs> boyfriend who has a, a yeah. lisp yeah. go up there and try and make people mm-hmm. laugh. And She's then, hilarious. And then she said, well, I'm going to go up there and try it. Is that how she got it started? Yeah, she's yeah. only been at she it a couple months. Really? No, yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. She's fucking good. Really? Yes. Really? She's so never going to hear this. So I'm going to blow smoke up her ass. It's fine. <laughs> but, like, no, I remember Gerardo going, yeah, uh, Josh's girlfriend's going to try it. I was like, cool, dope. Like, I'm always, I love watching yeah, new people try it and figure it out. And then she gets up there. And uh, I went to Gerardo. I was like, what, how many times has she been there? She was like, that was her third time. Like, That's her third time? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, she's also around those two. And those two are also good. Gerardo's hilarious on Dude, and off stage. Gerardo. Dude, that yeah. guy is so I'm so he's... glad you said it with the accent. Yeah, I, we... that people talk so much shit to me. They're like, "Dude, you are like the whitest. You, you make <laughs> coconuts go. Ugh, his insides are bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but." Um, Dude, like, whenever I say a, a Latin name or, like, if yeah. I say, like, guacamole burritos, they're like, oh, dude, really? Like, you got to throw – you have to roll R's. It's like, that's how it's pronounced. Yeah. Like, I like it. I, mean? I like that you do that. Yeah. Fuck, fuck those people. Yeah. That's you so should say it how it should be said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah say it how he's, I don't – I say Gerardo. Ger- mm-hmm. Gerardo. That's fine. That's yeah. how I – I don't know how to say it. How do you say it? Gerardo. Gerardo. <laughs> Gerardo. Yeah. Gerardo. <laughs> 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 uh, you know what? I did that one time on stage, and I felt so shitty. Because you did the because I did his joke. No, oh, I, I've totally—that's his joke. Yeah. No, I've totally taken things that he said and then taken credit for it for like ten minutes and then be like, all right, that's not my joke, guys. I got to be honest. Like. Yeah. Like, and so when I, I brought it, I, I I was like on deck is Gerardo, and then I was like, oh, you did it like that. You burned did, his, was he, his was opener. He Dude, I burned his opener. Like, dude, what kind of fucking asshole yeah. am I? I mean, that's. Like, tools of the trade though i mean like because i've been doing that too like when i introduce certain comics it's like this uh this man this guy's the funniest gay guy i know but it's like they don't necessarily know that i might be burning one of his jokes in there so i have to be like hyper aware when i host as well as like just bring him up as a comic like i don't introduce girls as a funny lady anymore you're just a comedian if you're doing yeah it as far so as do I'm you concerned. remember uh so rivera was there uh justin justin rivera yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i was hmm. supposed to be there my and bad so- justin and so he came up last night. Well, I just saw him at your guys' mic. And so um, when I brought him up, I was like, uh, coming to the stage, uh, he's a reformed magician turned comic, mm. Justin Rivera. That doesn't hit anything for him. It actually, he walked up and was like, yeah, like when I said, I used to be a, uh, I was a magician. And so then he can go into his thing. True. Without having to explain mm. his yeah, yeah, yeah. magic background, that's true. But it kind of fed him right into that. You know what I mean? Um, I when I've done MC work for like actual shows at at, uh, at Flappers, like I know that uh, Albert. Uh, he's like he likes to be brought up as Albert from the mean streets of Rancho Cucamonga, oh, like and, I see. and so. Every time I brought him up, mm. I've used that mm. same tag because if that's what he likes using, right? That's it's like in a, cue for a, a show. show yeah. Well, then I want him to be comfortable with that. That's fair. You're so nice. Up. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> when I brought, I think when I brought you up, Aaron, like I was like, this guy has a, you know, a, uh, he's he's having the buddy system. He's got a great, you know, uh, open mic over at UCR. You got to check it out. 
Um, please put your hands together for Aaron Shady. You know what I mean? So, so the thing is, is that it's it, it's a way that I can make everybody feel special in that moment. You know, I I've had people come up that have never done stand up, and and uh, I bring them up like they are at a sold out show, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, okay, this next comic, he's never done stand up. All right, so we need to make sure that he he feels this. Coming to the stage, yeah, you he's come. Uh, he's brought fifteen of you people here. <laughs> uh, he has been doing stand up for about three minutes. As soon as his set is over, <laughs> put your hands together for it, and then the, come on, and, the, and then the crowd goes crazy. You know what I mean? And they and at least you have that moment. And I tell him when you get on stage, take a breath mm-hmm. because as soon as you hit that stage and you grab that mic. It's like you're jumping into ice cold water. You're going to yeah. get hit. You're not going to be able to breathe. You know what I mean? And just take that moment and just go, okay. And then start. You know yeah. what I mean? That's. I'm really glad that you do that and that you've said this because I don't, I don't want to speak for George. But I, um, it feels like, okay, like you were talking about the guy who asked you for help and said someone said that his material was hacky or something. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, critiquing somebody is important, and sometimes you have to be harsh. But it feels like in the comedy community, there's almost an aggression to people that are new. There's this, yeah. and this is what my experience is, is there's this like, oh, he's new? Fuck that guy. He, he, like, he has to, I don't, know, I don't know how to put it into words, but I, like, I, like, I guess I like the supportiveness. I want the IE to be a place where if you're new... You're not going to feel like people are going to shit on you for not doing well. Just we'll put you on stage. Well, yeah, but I mean, you also have to. If you don't like your culture, you got to change your culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you don't, if you're, if the problem that you have, I mean, uh, <laughs> you got to start with the man in the mirror. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, uh, call it a Michael Jackson song all you want, but I mean, you, if you're sitting there and you go, man, all these new people here, uh, like, people shit on me, and I didn't like it. Dude, that was my first time ever getting on stage. Yeah, someone was real shitty to me, and was non inclusive, and I was scared out of my mind. You yeah. know what I mean? And I guess, and I guess, I don't know. I, mean, I like, and I, I know what you mean. That's why we're trying to make the I, and I don't know if you feel it at all, but we try to make it um, warm. Yeah. Inviting. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny when people when I say that sometimes comics would be like, "Nah, man, you're making you're making your." you're making these new people atrophy like you're making them weak by being nice to them and i honestly don't know how i feel about that no see the thing is is that like so i usually don't like calling out people okay. in, in negative ways do you want to make up a name no um, no, I wanna, okay. no shut up i want to know <laughs> so, so there's a comedy named uncle cito oh oh i know oh, we have so much about. Yeah. yeah and oh, so oh and, i know oh and and so there's a lot of people that have um, that are having trouble with Uncle Cito. Yeah. And so here's how I handled it. Um, I I saw him go up every week for probably probably a good month and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. So six weeks of trying to figure out what's a, what is this guy. Yeah. And then it's a good way to what is this guy is the perfect way to yeah. describe. <laughs> <laughs> and so I walked up to him and I said, "Hey, man! I said, um, I see you writing every single time I see you, and you got a pretty thick book there." And he goes, "Yeah, I write every day." 
and I was like, um, I'm going to tell you something, and I, and I, I'm just coming out of a, a place of love for me, for you. I mean, you've been coming around. Um, I see that you're writing, which means that you're trying to communicate something, and all I'm saying is that what you're trying to communicate, I never receive, and so I'm not saying that that what you're doing is is horrible. I'm just saying that I don't get it. I also don't see it as stand-up. I see it as performance art, and I'm not saying that you don't have a place here. I want you to be here. I, 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 you're welcome here. But I'm also coming to tell you that just because I don't understand what you're doing, it doesn't mean that you don't have someone in this house that cares about you and is going to engage you. Mm. And you know what I mean. And so, um, and so, like, the thing is, what that allows me to do is now I can go up to him and say, "Hey." Uh, you know, I can, I can bust his balls a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so last night, like I, I was, I was a little, I was a little cutting on him, yeah. but like I, again, like he, I also told him like, Hey man, like I love you, man. Like, you know what I mean? There's a rapport that's been built. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a difficult relationship from time to time. You yeah, know what I mean? Because uh, yeah. I still, but from the core of it, everything I've said to him is true. Like I don't understand what he's doing mm-hmm. yeah. but that doesn't mean that I should be the judge and jury to say you can no longer be here yeah or That's to say what... that it's th- that you're doing it wrong like maybe he just has to figure out his thing yeah for a second yeah. I told him I realized you're I, I finally got it like I listened to the day the laughter died I said you're doing it Andrew Dice Clay that that album you know what I mean have you ever seen that have you ever yeah, heard that album yeah. wait yeah. what happened Dice Clay Andrew Dice Clay the, the it's hard it's hard to listen to. It's yeah. him bombing for an hour at the height of his career. Yeah. Why did he? Why did Cause he, he release could. that? It's good. Oh, and he so could. he's sitting there yeah. at the just, like an hour in. He's like, he's like, you guys don't get it. I'm trying to ruin your laugh. I'm trying to make you not laugh, and you're still laughing. And they're like, you're funny. He's like, yeah, I know I'm funny. I've been funny, but I'm not saying anything funny. And so when I got. What I got out of that, yeah, is that's a great insight. I never thought about it like that. What I got out of it was sometimes it's not your material. Sometimes it is you, your persona. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is driving what you are doing. There are people that are going to love who you are and what you are and what you're doing, even if you are actively trying to not make them laugh. They will still laugh. So that's fascinating. I've actually never thought about that. Um, is there is there a line between persona and you on stage? Like, do you feel like you need to have a persona on stage, or do you think that you can be you on stage and it be enough? That that depends on the comic. For yeah, me, I, I don't I've think there's a the, line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've spent the last year trying to close the gap between who you see on stage and who I am in real life. Yeah. So that this past year, that's all I've been doing. I've been trying to close that gap. You know what I mean? And so but there's a guy that I that walked up and was like, "Hey, how's it going? My name is so and so. I just want to let you know I um I don't want to uh kind of throw you off, but 
I kind of have a character where like I'm gonna have an accordion and a and an eye patch and and that's that's just my thing. But uh, I just want to let you know so that when you call me, it doesn't, you, it doesn't that, like startle you. Sounds like the French and then connection this guy, guy. Does the French? A- it's the French accent guy yeah, that was I on love America. That guy. Oh my god, he was fucking hilarious. I, I met him in Denver at the Voodoo Comedy Playhouse at like a eleven o'clock show. I died. Real quiet, soft spoken yeah. guy off stage. And I literally got up there, and I was like, "Who knew the French pirates were that fucking funny?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's all I said. Like, <laughs> you know, because literally, he's like, "That's what I thought." Like, this guy would be like, "Can you imagine being?" Uh, like, I think that that guy would have been the guy that didn't make the boat. To, on Columbus's shit, they're like, you know, we got this one guy. Like, let's see him. And he's like, and they're like, no, women and children first. Sorry, like, mm, I don't know. He's French. That's great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think you're right. We should be warm to people. Like I was saying, you're so nice to new people on stage that I, I'm kind of the opposite. Maybe I'm just jaded at this point. That it's like. I want to see your material and how good you are. I shouldn't have to lay out the carpet so you get your best for performance. You know, you should be able to get on stage and do it on your own. So I don't. But now I feel like I'm rude. No, <laughs> like, no, no, no. No, it's, it's, the thing is, it's, it's just different, it's just different styles. You know what I mean? And the thing is, is that you are not going, you're not going to cut the same, uh, you're not going to cut every tree down the same way. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so the thing is, is that Fuck, he makes me want to go to church. He's definitely a youth minister. Yeah, <laughs> he holds court every Friday at ten o'clock. <laughs> like you, you I'm very conceptual. I'm, I'm very conceptual. If I can get people to grab a concept, yeah. then I can teach you anything and I can talk to you about it. and that's communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um you know the I think that there are people that um that need to be encouraged. I think there are people that need to be challenged. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really love what Albert has done, but I've t- with Albert, I, I kind of soft played him in the sense that I told him, I was like, you know, uh, I, I saw him go up and do the same joke for like three months straight. And, and then so, finally make it work? And Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's uh, the thing is for the new people that hear it, it's, it has punch to it. Right. But when you have the same people listening to your same setup, your same punch mm-hmm. every single time. So for him, um, I told him, I said, yeah. I said, it's, uh, he says, oh, he says, how's it going? I said, oh, coming up with new material, you know. I said, because if I'm, if I can't write a new joke at least once a week, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so that was a seed that I planted. And then three weeks later, he comes up with a new joke. Mm. And I'm like, dude, I love the new joke. And so now what I'm doing is I'm trying to, to have people push outside of that comfort zone to, to try new stuff, to build new stuff. But, but it I've, never been to the chi- I've never been to the chatterbox. Mm. But I hear the chatterbox is, is a tough place. And, and again, you, you shouldn't read someone else's review and go, okay, I'm not going to go there. But it's, it's kind of seemed to be a theme where people are very intimidated by that room. 
Where is the Chatterbox? Covina? Covina, I think. Yeah. Oh. It's cool. I've been there twice. I bombed once and I did okay once. So it's like, it is a tough room, but so are most of the rooms in the IE. Is it like the hideaway tough or is it? Depends on the night. It can be a very alt room. That's why. Yeah, I think that's what I've heard. Yeah, it's a, it's a very niche kind of... It can be, but it can also be very receptive. So the time I went up was definitely niche night. And then when I did well, it was, they were just listening. They were they were there. But So it's tough, but you can't... I don't know. I've done it. It's not my oh. kind of room. It's just out of the way for me is all. I like I like the hideaway just because it's... it's uh... <clears throat> Wait a minute. No. The hideaway or the getaway? Getaway. The you, getaway. Stuff. We have yeah. both now. Well, no, 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 no. Sort of. Outdoor. Sort of. Yeah, that, that's, that's the, getaway. the getaway. That's the getaway. I like yeah. the getaway just because it's, um, it's. I feel it's tougher. Really? I, it can be, yeah. And I, and the reason is because um, I, I tell people, you're. I was I was talking to this one guy. I said, yeah, you need to go to the getaway cafe. And he's like, really? Is it, great, is it a great place to do comedy? I said, no, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like... He's like, why would I want to go there? I said, because you're gonna go, you're you're gonna be outside. Yeah. Um, there's gonna be one to two parked buses <laughs> with people outside Cars, that don't give two shits about what you're doing. Yeah, there's gonna be people that um, are probably working on homework or something, and they're gonna be 15 feet away from you, and they're gonna be distracted. And the people that do laugh, you'll never hear it. Yeah. Because unlike a club, everything goes. The up. walls focus that laughter to you. I said at at the getaway, all the laughter flies away. Yeah. So it's like you, any any anything that sparks flies out, and you never hear it. And so you get off stage. And you're like, dude, that was horrible. And people are like, dude, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, what happened? Were we like, at the same spot? Yeah. And so <laughs> the thing is, is that with what I love about the getaway is that there is incentive to not quit. Yeah. Because you don't know what is happening 10 feet in front of you. Yeah. So it's like you're playing to like one of those two-way mirrors mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah, you got to come you, correct. Yeah, you absolutely. got you can see something, but <laughs> you can't really see what's happening. You know, you can't. You don't get all of your feedback. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is uh, it's it's helpful for those to 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 stick to their material. Yeah, build confidence in your it. jokes. Absolutely. You, you don't. You can't do that. This is a new punchline. I want to see if it works. It's like. This punchline has to work. (laughs) Yeah, and you're going to find out at the end when Mm -hmm. someone says, hey, I like that joke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, why didn't you laugh? I was dying. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? On the inside? Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, That... Where... I would would love to help and be a part of your new... Is it a mic or is it going to be a a book show? So... Uh, I would think they're probably. Or do you want to talk about this off air? <laughs> well, the first. Oh, one, do you want to talk about this off? <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Um, the first one I think is probably going to be a book show, and it'll probably be monthly. I think. Okay. Um, it's going to be at a at a higher end kind of place, mm-hmm. and so clean show. Um, yeah, I would think that we would want to be cleaner you know what i mean and probably, and so, mike probably not the best <laughs> but it's also i mean it's gonna so, so I, I think it's 
I have to work out the details, but in best case scenario, if I was going to pitch it like then and have everything work out my way, it would be a like a barbecue night at a winery. So Dope. it's like okay, well, it's a winery, so it's it's people that are here that that are going to be a, a, a little, little bit <laughs> a, uh, maybe have a little more sophistication than just like an Applebee's. Mm. You know what I right, mean? Right, right, right. But are also down for some barbecue, so they don't mind getting a little dirty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's it's. But again, you know, I don't know how that's going to work out. As right. for the other one, um, I think that that one I, I'd have to. T- I, I, I'm thinking about doing like a happy hour kind of show, and so with a happy hour show. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do it as a as an open mic or as a actual like hey let's let's bring in 15 people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so working with you guys would help because you have so many other mics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so you guys are going to say okay, we like this guy, we like this guy, we like this girl, we like this person. You know what I mean? And yeah. so um yeah, we have but a long you don't want to you don't want to we have to be professional because we're dealing with professional establishments. Right. Yeah, we try to be a professional as much as possible. So. <laughs> I go in every time I go into Getaway. I, I always talk to the to the owner, Omar. the guy. That, yeah, Omar's Omar, cool. He's, he's really dope. Cool. Dude, I love that guy. Yeah, he's super supportive about us and super nice, super understanding. That whole staff, like they're so good. Yeah, they're nice. That other guy that like his busboy. He said he's working on his English. His English seems fine to me, but uh, he's always like, "You guys should come on Fridays. It's packed." Like. So. It's so funny. I walk up to him and I'm like, "Hey," I was like, "Yeah, let me get a." Uh, they got really good beer there, so I was like, "Let me get a uh, uh, the uh, Victoria Barley Wine." And so he's like, "Oh, okay, get the uh, Victoria." And so uh, he, <laughs> I hand him the card, and so he's waiting for the card to run, and then it goes to approve, and he turns to the guy uh, that went and grabbed the beer. And gives him a little head nod, like, <laughs> and then he opens it, and I was like, "Ah, you gotta make sure that shit ran, huh?" And he's like, "A lot of college kids," <laughs> and so um, that's kind of like our inside joke. And he's like, and so like I'll come up and he's like, uh, "I got your beer," and I was like, "Oh, fantastic!" And so like I go, so let me get it. And so he's like, "Hey, you can open it." <laughs> Open it before it runs. So, yeah, I got a couple of cards I can play with. It's okay. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. It's great. That's, yeah, I don't know. We got lucky with that spot. That and Worthington's after we initially lost the hideaway, like, we we've, we we fell into a bunch of good staff. And I, I don't know. Like, I feel like Flappers, I don't, I, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but I feel like right now Flappers has a better staff than it did the staff right before it. Like, it was a very makeshift staff before you guys got there, so I, I like what you guys are doing out there. I really do. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't have any. I have no um, like real influence on flappers. Like I am. Uh, I think uh, Arelli, who's the manager there, said it best. She's like, "Well, you have residency here. Hmm. You know, you have a residency here." And so it's like, okay, well, that's that's a pretty good way. Like I don't. I don't get paid for it. Mm-hmm. I get a I get a drink at the yeah. if I want. You know what I mean. And so, and I usually get soda, just because I'm not trying to take advantage of any of this thing. Yeah. You know, um, but it's all it's all learning. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm brand. I'm two years in. Yeah. You so many I mean? people think I think we're all getting paid for this. Like, <laughs> yeah, and that's why I have the show coming up on Sunday. Like, yeah. I'm paying every single person mm-hmm. on this day, and I. It's like I'm stressed out because I'm looking at ticket sales, and I'm like, all right, I got, I got 19 tickets sold. Is that tomorrow? Yeah. Send, this, this send me the flyer. Good. I'll push it out. It's fine. Thanks. Um, I got 19 tickets sold. I need 40 to break even. How many are in your lineup? Uh, it's uh, two, three, only four. Oh, okay. Oh, and me okay. Me five. So yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, I've got. Uh, I, everyone's getting getting something. Um, the the low end is is twenty five. Mm-hmm. The top end of the headliner is eighty. Yeah, yeah. Which is why and you're so, a far better man than we are. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that that's also why I have to charge something. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you got to pay. Yeah. And so, and I'm not even getting out of the ticket sales. I only get half of the sales. Yeah. And that so, was bullshit and the, when you told me that. I was like, what? You're doing all the work? You get half of the door? Fuck. I get, yeah, I get half the door. Fuck. And so, um, and, and, and none of the, none of the, the tabs, which is, I understand. I mean, the, you have, you have, they have to cover insurance, lighting, staff. Staff, yeah. You, you know. Yeah, but uh, that's so, why a Red Bull's $8. Like. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, um. <laughs> But the thing is, is that I, my plan is I want to have two back-to-back sold-out shows mm-hmm. and then say, okay, let's do Burbank Main Room. Scratch, yeah. Yeah, that'd be dope. You know what I, I mean? mean? And so... Dude, you could do Burbank Main Room now. Like, not to talk shit about them, but some of their shows are very light. Very light. Yeah. With names on them, too. I went to go get footage of someone that... the the lineup I saw in the green room was like, oh, this is some fire. I go inside, the front two rows are full. I'm like, what? Yeah. This is 30 people. Is like, that when you were getting footage of Liam? Uh, no. Different time. Gotcha. Stop dropping names. <laughs> well, I mean, he's going to be... We're the, yeah. as a, do you know about the September 14th thing? Uh, no, tell me about it. Okay. Um, if you can. I, oh, yeah, no, that's... Absolutely, we can. Go! <laughs> I'll wind him up and let him go for half an hour. Hey, I'm gonna talk now. Right. Um, uh, so you know about the? Do you know about the show at the Fox? The one? dude, that thing was sick. Like, Thanks. so you did the Thank you. Fox, Thank uh, you. The, the Fox box, the, the, the box, box at, at the, the Fox. Fox. I hate that it's so Dr. Seussy and rhymey. <laughs> but I like it. The box at the Fox. So is that because you realize that you, your street cred is pretty minimal yeah. as it is, and my, like, my street cred's not going hard. <laughs> when you rhyme box and fox, yeah. no one else. <laughs> yeah. When when Aaron Chase is going, all right, I'm going to say doctor. You describe me best, and they're always going Seuss yeah. instead of Dre. <laughs> understanding. Um, but we so we did that show, and uh, it went well enough. To where Liam? Uh, do you know Big Liam? Uh, he's scary looking, but very nice. Never met him, but he looks like uh, like if Blood in Blood Out decided to have a, a biker gang. Nah, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's, that's I may or may not steal that at some point. Not a problem. <laughs> um, and so he he wants us to um, produce his show, and we're gonna record it to um, to pitch it to Netflix. Like that's the oh the sweet plan. nice. Um, and. So we're going to do that on September 14th. It's called the White Trash uh, Comedy Tour, and that's how they're kicking it off. Ironically, all the people running the producing it are not white at all. We're all very 
Very colored. We're the help. We're, yeah, we're the, the behind help. the scenes. Uh, yes, Massa, what you need. That should be, that should be your documentary. Yeah. Like, on the, on the behind the scenes, the, the help. As like <laughs> the pride and prejudice of the white trash comedy <laughs> tour. Eat my shit. <laughs> Eat the Why are there anime? ten lashings on your rider, Liam? What's going on? Eat the cake, anime. <laughs> Yeah, we're just excited. Like, we're excited, and we're it's it's scary. It's very scary. So, what was it like producing that Fox show? So, the Fox the Box for people that don't know what that was, it was a you did the the Fox Theater. Mm-hmm. How many comics did you have on that one? We had many. thirteen. Well, okay, so we initially booked I want to say ten or eleven, and there was obviously some behind the scenes drama that no one ever sees, right. and we ended up with thirteen. Wow. So, yeah. and how how much time per? Uh, so the total show I think was about two and a half hours Lord, total runtime. Yeah, it was a long show. So, so did you, so was what was the audience fatigue? Um, so we had an intermission before the intermission. That show was lit. Like they were ready to laugh. That anyone with five minutes of jokes would have crushed. Nice. And that whole beginning, I would say basically everybody crushed um, our features we gave them 15 minutes there were three features there was a 10 minute spot and everyone else got seven our opener got five um, and i think our host did three so it was a long show and e- but even after the intermission like people were still listening people were still people had left and they were definitely laughed out by then but it was also like almost 11 o'clock yeah they a lot of people had been there since seven thirty. um so, so spitballing here like if you do that again, are you going to do two shows one, uh, in so, one night? Yeah, Wait. so Liam's show on the 14th is going to be a double feature. We have two shows. We're, um, uh, so I think capacity is 150. Uh, we had a, uh, close to 170 at the, the box. We had to set out new chairs and start wow. a fire hazard. <laughs> so we, we overbooked that place. Um, so this next show we're doing on the 14th is two shows. Um, we have Mission 22 sponsoring it. Do you know Mission 22? They're, um, I thought that was a movie that's just going out. With, <laughs> close. With, uh, close, yeah. With, me. Uh, um, Tom Cruise? No, it's uh, <laughs> Calvin Clamp, uh, Marky Mark. Is it, isn't he just oh. have a movie called Mission oh, 22? Is it? Oh, I gotta look oh maybe Mission... I don't know. Well, it's a... <laughs> I, just saw, I just saw it. I was like, dude, like, they're, he's, um, he's climbing up a wall. With they're a, an organization. I, 22 veterans kill, kill themselves every day. 22 oh, military wow. ven- veterans kill themselves every day, and um, nobody really talks about it. So we have... They are one of our biggest sponsors. They're helping us put on this show for to kind of raise awareness and, and like, you know, because you get a bunch of kids that go out when they're 18, 19, come back, and the government just ignores them when they get back. And, and yeah. so, you know, they get depressed and sad, and no one ever brings it up. So we're just trying to bring them exposure for, like, this Mission 22 thing, and they got a really good thing going on, so... That's it also awesome. is yeah. a trailer. Mile 22. Mile 22. Close. Close. So, yeah. There's, um, um, <laughs> there was a, a guy that I had met him at a um, Stater Brothers. And I saw his tattoos. And I was like, hey, like, uh, military? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, thanks for your service, man. And he's like, thanks. And I was like, uh, you have this, what's the shirt you're wearing? But it was uh, like a, a, a service dog mm-hmm. with veterans. And um, he's like, oh yeah. He's like, I'm, I have a dog, and and um, he says I have a uh, an anxiety 
where I will stop breathing at night. It's like a, it's like uh, sleep apnea, but it's based purely on on a, on a panic attack. Yeah, it's like a psychosomatic sleep apnea. That's kind of. terrifying. Yeah. Wow. And so the dog wakes him up. If he stops breathing. Yeah. Or if he starts to have nightmares, it'll mm-hmm. wake him up. And so um, I was like, dude, that's really great. Would you be on my podcast? And he's like, yeah. Dude, this guy came in, like, started dropping names. How He says, dude, I didn't even get – I didn't get my PTSD mm-hmm. from combat. What did he get That's what I wanted to do. It was – there were women that were being accused – or that were being harassed, sexually assaulted. I was going up to, uh, like, our upper uh, levels. I went to this guy and I went to that guy. And they were like, listen um, – you should just let this go if you want to have a career. And he's like, are you kidding? So then he ended up arresting someone who was eitherly in like an active rapey kind of situation, mm-hmm. threw him in the brig. The um, general comes down, names the name, goes and says, hey, taps his gun. He says, we're not going to have any more problems and looks at him. He says, the Taliban wasn't the problem. I got into the military because I wanted to be a good guy, and I realized that the good guys were the were the monsters. Yeah, you know what I mean. That was my PTSD, and so I ended up leaving. We I, it was the first time I decided to make food like after, and my system rebooted. I lost all the audio. Oh, how I, convenient! The government was listening. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, dude, I, that guy fell off the grid. I have no idea how to wow, get. Wow, we're gonna end this podcast. We're just gonna. Like, right, well, I, no, 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 <laughs> we're done here. <laughs> I have no idea how to get all of them. That's crazy. That's but crazy. the thing is, what I, the the point of the story is that there are different groups that uh, have service dogs, mm-hmm. and I didn't even realize that. But that might be a good way to like maybe. Yeah, yeah we're trying to reach out, out to a to bunch of veterans groups, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not in the military, and I don't know much about it, but I'm confused. But like, we have such a massive military. George and I were talking about this. We have such a massive military. I would imagine they would be taken care of post war or post being in the service and it doesn't seem like and I don't know I'm speaking on my ass here but it doesn't seem like they're taken care of enough and I don't understand why that confuses me yeah I, I mean you have to figure that when when our military was initially established I mean you weren't expected to live like you know what I yeah. mean like and we're only 200 years in, which isn't a very long time. Yeah. So there, there weren't, uh, there, there wasn't any type of, um, when you get back, here's yeah. your thing. But also <laughs> there, it was a civic duty. It was part of being a citizen. Mm. You had to be in the military or like, you know, are you, you, this was just your duty. Like there, there isn't, uh, and this this may sound um, it's, it doesn't mean to sound silly, but the idea that you have jury duty is a civil right. civil yeah is a civil duty. And we try like hell to get out of that, right? But but <laughs> if you but if you get traumatized by doing jury duty, yeah. well, that's that's tough shit. That's part of the deal. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it it's very possible that that we need time to kind of catch up to a lot of this stuff. We just, I mean, hell, we, how many times have we renamed PTSD? 
Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? It was what uh, combat fatigue, shell shock. You know what I mean? Yeah, like all that's all in the last like thirty years too. Yeah. If that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so the thing is, we just found out what maybe two months ago, three months ago, that if you shot a rocket launcher yeah, off of your shoulder, blast. you were concussed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's we've got weird. yeah. It's if you're like, next to the guy that shoots the rocket launcher too. You're yeah. Just like oh, there you go. You're training someone yeah. how to do how to shoot it, and so you're training sixty guys how to have an explosion go off two inches from their brain, we might have problems. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'd go home. I'd be, I would be tired. I would be nauseous. I'd sleep for about ten hours. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't even think about it. I, I picked, I see, you see it in the movies, and it's a completely different... It just yeah. looks really It cool. sounds fun! Yeah, like, yeah, yeah like a rocket launcher. <laughs> but that's... Yeah, that's pretty... My kids love it on Fortnite. Like, hey, we got a rocket launcher. Yeah. Yo, yeah. if there was a... This is a random question, but let's say tomorrow they send out a draft. They're like, shit's getting real. Kim Jong-un has gotten even crazier. and They sent out a draft. Do you think they would draft women? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's absolutely. jobs to do. That's why you don't all yeah. have to be on the front line. Do you think they would draft women for the front lines? I guess is the point I'm like, I think at, if we would do it today, if they didn't draft women for the front lines, there would be a shitstorm. They're like, why can't we why can't we hold a rifle and there fight be, next to the men? There would be 12 women that <laughs> yeah. would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> we are here. Are yeah. you kidding me? I'm ready to fight. And there's going to be like 1,200 women that are like, yeah, like man, doing the little like, hey, up, shut up, man! Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got, I got a Starbucks appointment. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I will take that general coffee. Like you, shut your mouth. <laughs> I, I just wonder, like, would because I know, I know, like my my girlfriend's extremely feminist. She's very big on equality and everything, but she's also horrified of violence. And there's this piece of me that wants it to happen <laughs> just so I can look at her and, <laughs> and ask her, which side are you going to pick, bro? What are you going to do? Guess what? You're track. on deck. <laughs> Come to the side. <laughs> like, how would, how would women – because we're in such a weird position where everyone – we're gaining – like, equality is getting closer – I'd say I think that's a fair statement. We're getting more inclusive. We're get, all this stuff, but sometimes you don't want equality. If that makes sense, sometimes, like, if it if it sucks for you, like when I think of here's the problem with the idea of equality. Okay, not all things are equal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not everyone's you know got I mean? the same hand. And yeah. so my my buddy has a has a big ass German Shepherd. You know what I mean? Like this thing, the back on him is like probably. Uh, four no not four maybe like three and a half feet off the ground huge you know what i mean and they're like dude that's not that's not a dog and he's like fuck yeah it's a dog and he's like no it can't be like it's got to be something different <laughs> and he's like it's a dog there's a chihuahuas are, is a, are dogs yeah the the shepherd's a dog they all come from wolves i mean and they look at me and they're like fuck Mongo's a human, like you know what I mean. Like, and, yeah, and they're yeah. like, "Well," and then I the shake biggest... your hand, and it's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and so the thing is, is that you know, I have certain abilities just based on my body type. bone structure, yeah. my muscle density, um, and it's not, it's it's and uh, George has 
uh, has different uh, abilities in like a I lot more. Love, no, a lot more. Yeah, dude, keep talking about me. I like this. I would, dude, I would, <laughs> I would love rock to climb a, a rock wall like I was six. <laughs> you want to know what the problem is with that? One, I don't think I have the grip strength to hold 352 pounds, and I'm really not sure about the rocks either. Like, you know, like, if I'm going to be 100% honest. Right. What's the structural integrity on this thing right now? <laughs> How deep is it in there? Two inches. Well, well I've done some good work with that kind of... Uh, kind of uh, <laughs> what kind of rebar are you working with behind this wall here? <laughs> so do you think we've gone too far in trying to make everyone on the same... like? It's. I know what you're saying because, like, part of me is like, it wants to give everyone the chance, the ability to do what everyone else. But then, I'm saying words and sentences. I promise. Here's the deal: Do do women belong on the front line? I think that there are places on the front line for women. Okay. I think that there are. Um, do I think that that the best use of a woman is clearing? Um, an urban house in combat territory. I really don't know. I really don't That's know. That's a because, good answer. Because <laughs> That's because a good here's no, the deal. I respect that. It depends on the woman. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on her training. Yeah. It depends on her size. Because if you are a uh, an athletic hundred and let's just say hundred and twenty pound former gymnast that decided to go into the military you know what i mean one job you're 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 gonna be even if you were a tall gymnast Mm -hmm. you're gonna be solid muscle you're gonna be mobile you can move yeah could could that woman beat the fuck out of joshua wad yeah probably i'm sorry josh you look a little bit like a terrorist (laughs) that's why you popped in my head no josh it might take six blunts for her to beat you up but (laughs) but the thing is is that is if she comes in contact with a monster like me, is she going to be compromised as opposed to a six foot, two hundred pound soldier? Yeah. yeah, they're just a better tool for that job, they're, more appropriate. Right, right. And so the thing is, is that I'm not saying that there isn't a place for women there. All I'm saying is that in the in you, when you look at it from a project perspective, yeah, you have you have to think, okay. What what can we in, uh, come in contact with? What can go wrong? How do we handle once it does? Right. All of those things. You're going to want to have certain people with certain abilities to handle that. Now, if you're talking about uh, maybe in leadership, well, yeah, because you don't have you know a, someone who has been overly testosterone driven yeah. to to have a uh, cock measuring contest think clearly you know and oh what'd you fucking say to me yeah. you know usually yeah. you can say okay well hold on let's take a look at this and let's try and see from both perspectives so there may be areas where leadership would be a better spot for right. women you know what I mean? So I wanna okay. I wanna lower the stakes but raise the philosophical conundrum. Okay. So let's say spell conundrum. That's not gonna happen. You went to public school. I just school. love doing that because I'm an <laughs> asshole. I know what conundrum means. I just mean I need to know how to spell it. 
people using words they can't spell. Yeah, right. like, oh. Let me talk about a cornucopia of things right now. <laughs> My last name is C- Chase. That's <laughs> his middle name. C A. No, what? So, no, go with your story. You're making uh, us look bad right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll type it in my phone later. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's say you have a transgendered female. Okay, so uh, someone who was born a male mm-hmm. and is now And a has transitioned and done the whole, the whole shebang. Okay. And that person wants to fight UFC against in the female division. It's a bad idea. Okay. Why? And here, and here's here's the deal. Um, and I'm using only my um, knowledge from Joe Rogan. So, so Joe Rogan's knowledge. Yeah. So okay. so um, watch so, your mouth. That's my spirit animal. <laughs> so if you are if you are a female who was previously a male, yeah. Even though you have taken all of the uh, the hormones to uh to transition your bone structure is still that of a man <laughs> your muscle density is still that of a man and so even though you are now a female <laughs> your bones and the density in which they are able to generate force is still that of a man now there have been women that have fought transgender females in yep. the UFC, mm-hmm. and that that this woman knocked this former man mm-hmm. out. Yeah, but this was a high level fucking killer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she, I mean, people throw around, "I'm a badass bitch," real easy. Mm-hmm. No, no, Jack. This. <laughs> This woman w- was a serious assassin. What was her name? I, uh, her I don't have. I'm not Joe Rogan. So ah, I don't know. shit. Okay. The lady that she fought was Fox Fallon or something, yeah. though. And yeah, she was like a high. This girl was like just a high level kickboxer, just murder. and just put on a fucking class. Like this is how you do this. Like and lit so her thing, up. Yeah. So the thing is, is that you. That's what I'm saying. That not all things are equal. Okay, so then in that same regard, let's say it's in reverse. So we have a transgender male going in to fight the men. Do you say, like, it's the same logic still holds in terms of bone density and everything, but are you like, well, you're now an underdog and you want to go in this fight, go in this fight? Or is it, well, would you, would that, does that change your perspective on it? I think if, it, I think if you are a female and you want to fight a male. Mm-hmm. Then you are, then you're going in with that, and that's what that's what you want to prove. Yeah, that's fine. But if you're a female and you're going in to fight a female who used to be a male and you don't know that, okay, that's unfair. If you are if if you decided to get in the ring with me, mm-hmm. that is on you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> look how he looks at you when he says, right. "Like, if you want to try." I mean that that's on you. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is that I'm older. I've got shit going wrong with me and my yeah. knees. You know what I mean? So just take out those I, knees first, and yeah, then, yeah I, his cinder blocks are gonna light. <laughs> if he just makes connection, you, that's traumatic brain injury for you. Uh, but I did have Muay Thai backgrounds. <laughs> but I mean, but what I'm saying is that, like, the thing is, is that as long as you know what you're getting into, yeah. You can do whatever you want to do, 
but it's when someone is trying to say that they are something that they are not. And if the and if the if a a guy from the other side, hmm. if it's a if it's a, a UFC fighter and he's fighting someone who is transgendered to a man, yeah. So a former female, yeah. He should be able to set to know that going in. That's fair. You know what I mean? Because that that is. You don't want to trick some. You don't want to uh, crying game somebody. You yeah, know what I mean yeah. in any aspect of the word. Right. So I stop me at any point because this is just taking me down another question. If you're Fine, up for it, good, I, I so I, I know what you're saying and I agree with you that basically all parties involved in any given situation have the right to know what they're getting into. That's what I've been arguing with with Damani for over forever about. Um, where have you guys been arguing about it? Yeah, what's that about? Um, we're arguing about. I used to bark outside the hideaway by saying, "If you're easily offended, don't come in." All right. And there's we've had we went on our podcast arguing about it. Basically, what's your podcast? Yeah? Uh, Aaron Thank you. And, I was trying to feed him that line. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. I'm not good at this. Did you God know? damn it! Uh, uh, but it's called Aaron and Alec argue. It's on iTunes, Podbean, and all that shit. We're actually doing another one tomorrow on if PC culture is good or bad for comedy. Um, yeah, I, and that's so. Yeah, we argue, but I was having another <laughs> argument. I argue a lot. I was having an argument with my girlfriend about this. So, in terms of of. Everyone being on the same page. If, let's say, I'm single, I go out, and a transgender female hits on me, and we have sex, and I didn't know that they were transgender, did I just get sexually assaulted? Did I get raped? Like, if I, if I would not have made that decision knowing that information, is that inappropriate for them to not tell me? Her argument is like, well, you should be treating this person as, as a woman. If you were tricked in the first place, if you didn't even know the difference, doesn't matter. And I understand that, but the other part of me is like, well, if I did know, and if I did, it wouldn't have changed. I would have done it regardless. But if right. <laughs> if if I didn't know this information, and, and if knowing this information would have changed my decision making, is that then um, is that is she is that person raping or sexually assaulting that person? So I. I think you're measuring two things with the same stick, and I don't think it's the same thing. I don't think it's sexual assault, but I think it's still – you're still being misled. Like, yeah. It's, that's, I mean, it, it's not the same, but it is in terms of withholding information. It's like if I'm dating a girl and I don't tell her that I have a girlfriend or I'm seeing anyone, like, no, I'm not raping her. I'm not assaulting her, but that's information that's certainly going to affect her judgment that, that it's like, yeah. hey, BT dub, my bitch might come home. You might have to get in the closet. Like, yeah. that's something that you should tell. And I think that's more of a personal respect thing. Like, as a person, you should know, unless I'm trying to be grimy. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay. and, I, and I think that a lot... I, so, I was actually set back a little bit by you saying, well, is this sexual assault or rape? Because mm-hmm. it's like, I think that that's where, every, where this whole culture is at right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whatever happened to... That's oh, just well, not that cool. just fucking happened. Yeah, yeah. that's just yeah. not cool, bro. I shouldn't fuck dude, that dude, again. That's, <laughs> can you believe that? <laughs> yeah. I can't. And so the thing is, there used to be a point where where we would be sitting around and be like, hey, <laughs> Jimmy, how's it going? Yeah, let, let me uh, let me introduce you to Aaron. Tell about the time that you fucked <laughs> that guy with a pussy. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that's true. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what happened yeah. to that? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, turned up to 11 now. Yeah, so. Now you can't tweet about it even. Like, <laughs> shit. That's interesting. So there used to be a point where you were just able to experience life, and then you had to fucking deal with it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? And I think that... 
I think that unfortunately the the Cosby and Weinstein thing yeah it's has turned everybody into um, okay is this is it uh, is this uh, assault yeah is this assault? we're so hyper aware of it all I the time I think the the Louis C K thing is definitely not cool yeah you know that's what I mean? a good way to describe it it's, it's not cool bro it's that's not definitely cool. not cool. Yeah, um, the comedians think, do a lot of things that are not that are cool. Not cool. Like, yeah. I think that the I think that the uh, senator um, Weiner Weiner. Oh no, that was nah. not even that one. Uh, who was the one that was from SNL uh, for our Minnesota senator? Oh oh, oh fuck! I know the oh, face. I don't know the name. Glasses. That was a lot of the senators. Harry Potter. Um, uh, I know who you're talking. He's Democrat, right? Yes. Yeah, he got yeah. He got me too. Yeah, yeah, he did. And so he was on a comedy tour. Mm-hmm. He, as a female was sleeping, he was putting his hand. He took a picture on yeah. her, like on her chest, and it was haha, like. But th- the thing is, is that there are things that you do in a comedy space mm-hmm. that you're not going to. He wouldn't have done that in the office. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that... Um, it's still bad. It's not cool. It's still bad. <laughs> if... if uh, I mean, at the... At, at stand-up... At the uh, open mic, I had... The only time I've ever gotten hit on was from a guy while he was on stage. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry, my bad. And so, <laughs> I, I was bombing. I didn't know how to recover. <laughs> and so the thing is, is that I'm not going to say, hey, I'm offended... You're you're now in my workspace, and that's sexual harassment. No, guess what? Like, we're all yeah, that's part of the workspace. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and if if someone were to grab my dick, yeah. I would be like, hey, um, stop. That's haha. Not okay. You got your your joke, but don't ever do that again. You know I'm, what I mean? Because I'm gonna play I will drop you. You like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. and and that should be how it is. But I'm gonna play devil's advocate here and say that. You can defend yourself. Yeah, I'm a monster. Yeah, yeah you're big. You're a big dude. Um, I got a buddy of mine that's six two, two hundred twenty pounds, solid muscle. I tickle him. No, I'm I'm five foot seven, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I tickle him, and you know why? Because I know it fucks with him, and that <laughs> is harassment. And you know what? I love it. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> true, though. No, that's a good but point. The guy, the guy's a multi-millionaire, yeah. and guess what? He can't do shit about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. So let me use your. Okay, so uh, a dude comes up and and grabs your dick or whatever, and it's like, all right, for real, don't do that. Um, let's say a dude comes up to uh, Karina. And does the same thing. There's a different implication to that. That is in, in that in that she yeah. can't defend. We're all not built the same, yeah. right. so that she can't defend herself in the same way that you would be able to. Does that change the game for you? Yeah. So it does. Um, I, something came to light to me yesterday that I feel that I'm going to have to address in the future. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so there is. Is this off the air shit? No. It's I'm. I don't I don't pull punches on things. You know okay. what I mean? Like the person that I and that's the thing, like if I have secrets, mm-hmm. well then you're not going to get to know me. You know that's what true. I mean? Like this is it's called Mongo's house cuz this is you're getting a, a a sense of what we talk about. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um I'll only not say the name just because I don't want to dis I don't want to cause problems for that other yes. anything else. 
And I think that we all are on a path of learning. You know what I mean? And so I think that I should be able to go to this person and be like, hey, um, just so you know, I've kind of heard some things where people are uncomfortable. Um, What we're trying to do here is something bigger than us individually. And so I'm going to ask that for this space that everybody be allowed to be comfortable Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah and if if it comes back that that people are making other people uncomfortable sexually Mm -hmm. well then they're not going to come around they're not going to grow and this place will will die yeah and if you're the weed that is causing these analogies from not growing then i will pluck you Yeah, yeah absolutely you're toxic for the space. You're, you're, and um, so the thing is, is but that's how it should ha- that's how it should be handled. If someone knew that that Louis C.K. was doing that, someone should have walked up to him and been like, "Listen, I know you got the biggest show, but hey, like, what we're trying to do is bigger than yeah. us. Like, you know what I mean? But it takes a certain a Ty- certain type character. Yeah, and it's tough. Well, you it's said you easy. learned something yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it happened yesterday, but. Mm. but Someone had come up to me, and, and actually a couple of people came up to me and said that someone was um, not making them feel comfortable and and that they... Uh, was making uh, them uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, they used the, the term predatory. And so in that aspect, it's like, okay, um, I, have, I have multiple females that are coming to me and, and making mention. Yeah. If I don't do something about this, yeah. well, then... I'm now uh, complicit, putting, almost. Yeah, I'm putting our our group in danger. I'm not even worried necessarily about the club mm-hmm. because I need to make sure that our group is safe. And if and if I can't handle it in the group, I will then tell the comedy club. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And say, hey, here's what's going on. And I'll tell them as soon as I address it with that person. So with the whole making people uncomfortable thing, it's weird. I'm, I'm in this place of constant need for balance, I guess, because on one end, um, I agree that everyone deserves to feel safe and have some level of comfort in, a, in, a, in their home space, essentially. At the same time, comedy is a place of discomfort. Right. Constant discomfort. 100%. And so, again, I'm trying to find that line because I think to myself, uh, I'll use myself as an example so I don't have to bring up other people. Um, There is a level of discomfort when people uh, do the whole, like, you're white. You're black, but you're white. And and, and discomfort in the sense that it's like, are you joking? Because if if you go on stage and you make that joke, it's like, low-hanging fruit, I get it. Oh, I speak a certain way or I'm from Riverside or whatever. I understand that joke. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Aaron Chase is definitely white, just for the record. <laughs> yeah. <it's>, but <laughs> You're the whitest person I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Credit score uh, looks great from here. <laughs> but but when I when I speak to people that very genuinely believe that, like, uh, I, I've had people say to me, like, oh, you're like a good black person. And they very genuinely... It's a compliment. They think, yeah, they think... <laughs> they think... Like, they think that that is going to make me feel good about myself. Or, or when, when um, 
when other black people say like, man, nigga, you ain't real, nigga. You ain't even have been to jail. And it's like, should that be the standard for what a fucking black dude is? And so you hang out with your kids. Stupid, dude. Stupid. (laughs) You pay your rent. You got good credit. Fuck you. It's like on one end, on one end of the the spectrum, um, comedy is uncomfortable. And I get the joke. I understand it. On the other hand, do I not have the right to, to, to feel like, all right, guys, can, obvi- like you're being ridiculous now. Where's that line? So I don't think that you – I think that being uncomfortable mm-hmm. is 100% okay. Okay. I think feeling endangered mm, that's is fair. a problem. That's a, good, that's a good distinction because mine, no one's like, I'm going to kill you, you black, white, yeah. negro. I don't even know what the. I don't know how to be offensive and not offensive be... at the same time. <laughs> yeah, but but like if someone were to come up to you and be like, um, "Yeah, uh, we got a we, we got a nigger on stage." Like, wait, I'll be like, um, "Excuse me," like you know what yeah. I mean. Like that's not cool. Yeah, that's you different. know what I mean. We we are gonna have a serious because when you start throwing that around, yeah, that means that you have hostility in how you're saying it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't think that I don't think that words should be. Um, should be banished. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would love to tell this joke, but I don't. But I miss being someone's nigga. I had <laughs> when I was playing football at Cal State Northridge. Yeah, there was a big, big black guy <laughs> that I used to live with. And every every time he see me, he be like my nigga, and I was just like, I felt so loved and included. I bet you could do and, that joke, dude. And I just, I'm like, I would just love to be a nigga again, and I can't because it's like I don't have that brotherhood anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't have that inclusion anymore, and it's just like, I just, I think that there is so much where it's like, oh, well, you can't say that, but because of what it has meant to somebody but it's like well you use it to show love to other people and yeah. that's how i want it for me yeah you know what i mean but i think that it's it's what words are words it's you not what, what you say it's how you say it yeah definitely especially in our art though it's like a we're communicating with our words and the moment you you pick words that you can't say anymore you're 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 not using all the tools under your belt you know yeah, it's right. like oh you this word would go perfect there, but you can't say it because that guy. I tell people I'm artistic, hard art, art artistic. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's good. That's solid. That's great. Wow. <sighs> I hate hearing good jokes like that. We're like, I wish I thought about that. God damn it. <laughs> that's good. That's really good. Fuck. Just thinking about all like. I feel like the since 2015, my life has been, especially in comedy, has been, how do I say this? How can I say this without complete backlash? Um, and I know that the instinct there for a lot of people will say, like, we just got to not care what people think. And it's like, but then that's kind of sociopathic. Like, to yeah. some degree, you need to care, right? I've told I've told people you need to cut the umbilical cord from the audience. What do you mean? So I think a lot of comics will go up and they're they're in their babies in the sense that they're trying to get their their 
fulfillment and love and nurturing from laughter. Mm. And so just as you hold the cord, you're holding your umbilical cord to the, like the audience mother. And you're like hoping that they're going to be able to feed you what you need. Mm-hmm. But there comes a point when you have to go, you know what, here's my material. Hope you like it. And and I think I'm the funniest person I know. Yeah. And if you laugh, well then, that's that's good for you. But I'm going to be me. And so the thing is, is that I I feel that some of the people that are that I've seen are so strong mm-hmm. are those that cut that umbilical cord and that they're yeah they're they have no one wants to hurt their mom yeah you know what I mean yeah. but on the other hand you know you have to make certain decisions on your own in order to be independent and I think that that as a comic is something that that is uh, one of those stages mm. That you need to get to. I don't think that I'm there yet. Yeah. But that's what I'm trying to do. I, no, I disagree. It's crazy that I feel like I've taken this fucking s- the slowest, most roundabout way through comedy because I just had that realization that like, oh, no, I have to. This is my material. I think it's funny. I have to be my genuine self. Otherwise, yes, I am handicapped. I'm, I'm, I'm at the will of the audience and I want their thing. But it's like, no, I'm showing you my art at this point. But I'm five years in and just made that realization i wish i was two years in and made that realization because then i'd be so much further it's just like i agree but i've taken such a how do we get there kind of like roundabout path and so what i've done is when i was playing when i was playing football my dad told me if you want to be better at football watch pros Hmm. if you want to be a better golfer watch the watch the pga it's boring but watch them. Yeah. Watch how they address the ball. good at comedy, watch the headliners. Well, so here's the deal. <laughs> right. But you watch Netflix shows, that's smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I've done is I go and I listen to podcasts. And I listen to comics. And I listen to those. My favorites are when you have a comic talking to a comic and they're sharing... The inside baseball yeah. stuff. Yeah. If you could have sat on the Yankee bench mm. when it had Mickey Mantle on it, and you know what I mean, and you're yeah. sitting there between these. You're getting a master class in, in right. basically anything. And so, in a very, very short time, I've been able to listen to so many great people share their stories. A lot of people don't realize this, but. Everybody loves Coco Diaz. Mm-hmm. Coco Diaz is, a, is Joey Diaz's mm-hmm. Church of What's Happening Now. Is uh, it can be tough to listen to from time to time. Lee Syatt is Lee, the guy. Lee, come here, Lee. Who's who <laughs> does all his audio? Lee started doing stand up eight months ago. Yeah. I heard he's killing it. Like not even from the podcast. Why I've the heard fuck people. Do you th- how yeah. Do you so Coco. Is literally giving a master class mm-hmm. to Lee Syatt. And so I'm sitting there and I'm just listening in. Yeah. And it's crazy you hear ear. Lee's like going through his thoughts of your same thoughts of like, oh, why didn't this work? Why isn't this working? Oh, this worked because yeah. of that. And you're like, damn. You're different. But the thing is, is that I'm getting a straight murderer that has been doing comedy for 30 years 
telling a brand new guy, "What the fuck, dog? You don't wait. You, you don't, don't even listen Eat to the him. fucking you, want, you know what your problem is? <laughs> You're a poor guy with rich friends. Okay, all your all your rich friends are telling you we're gonna start sending champagne bottles to the to the table, and you're wondering who the fuck's gonna pay for it. It ain't gonna be you, cocksucker. You know what I mean? And so he's over there. You're not slanging dick like a doctor. Yeah, exactly. And so the thing is, is that he has to realize that, like, listen, like you are not there. And so be careful of the of what people are telling you. I'm telling you, slow the fuck down. Yeah. You need to understand that you are six months in. You've been listening to comedy your whole life. Congratulations. You haven't done shit. You can read 17 books on brain surgery. You're not touching my head. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that that has been what has propelled me. Interesting. To that where you're like you're saying, dude, I wish I would have known it two years at two years as opposed to five. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I listen to a lot of the inside stuff because you can't you can't read that, and you're the only way you can do it is experience it. Mm-hmm. But when you hear actual experiences that people live through. It's 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 more powerful that way. I agree. I complete. I I I do the same thing. Like I feel the same. It's a master. A lot of the podcasts I listen to is a master class in how to do comedy, how, what it feels like, and, and you get a, a side that you never really get to see. But my cherry on top now that I've added into it is watching headliners live, um, because mm. you get to see them operate in a room and yeah. not on Netflix. And it's not two shows that were cut together to look like one. Right. It's raw and it's real. And you get to see them navigate. And once you do it long enough, you get to see all the strings and you're like, oh, I'm not doing the same thing. Like, yeah. So it keeps me humble. But maybe I should listen to more fucking podcasts. I don't know. Jesus. I wish. I don't know. I feel like I'm so behind like in terms of progress. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. But at this point, I better fucking be okay at comedy. Yeah, like, George, I mean, when, when you get on stage... I see a comic, and, that's, Aww, and there's that's cool. and there's people that I that I see. I mean, that's why I brought you on the on my podcast. What three months ago? Four oh, months yeah. ago? Is because I saw I saw a comic. I didn't. Thank see, you. That means a lot. I, From hosts to see a lot of comedy that, that tell me things like that. That's the best compliment I think. Yeah, and so there are people that that when they get on stage, you go okay, and like, how long have you been doing it, Aaron? Oh, I hate answering this question. <laughs> um, God damn it, I gotta pee again. That's go ahead. Uh, I'll do my long-winded answer. So yeah, because we're getting to know each other here, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, I started doing improv when I was fourteen. Oh, and, sweet. Uh, yeah, I, and so I did that until I was like twenty-three, twenty-four, constantly, consistently. I started doing stand-up when I was about eighteen or nineteen, and it was off and on because I was through school. So I didn't really hit the ground and start running until about three, four years ago. So that's why it's weird for me to answer that question because I've been – I don't like to say, like, oh, I've been doing it for a couple of years because I've been performing for a long time. Right. I've been on stage for a long time. But it's not exactly the same. So, yeah. so like, when I see you, uh-huh. like, I see – I. I see someone that is trying to I feel like you're trying to put together a puzzle. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, please elaborate. And and so I think that you have a lot of pieces. Yeah. But I also feel that 
I feel that your when I said I see a comic, yeah, that translate pure confidence. So I see confidence and I see material. Yeah. And with you, I see a lot of good material, mm-hmm. but I also think you bail. Okay, what do you mean? I think that you'll start in on something, and you go, "Ah, oh, it's not fucking working," and you bail. Are you? And I and yeah. I and I've 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 seen it happen maybe one or two times, mm-hmm. but that's that's the that's the difference. And I didn't want me to say, "Hey, like I see." A- and you're sitting there going, uh, <laughs> no, that's okay. Man. Over um, here. I, <laughs> and I so like, the thing is, is that yeah. that's what I mean when I say I see a comic. Oh. I see, like, for, I see pride. I see power. I see a bad mother. Don't take no shit from nobody. <laughs> I see yeah. pride. Do yeah, you make so, that reference? Shit. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> but, I, but that's what I see. And so for with you, <laughs> I see that you have all of this, like, great ideas, great writing and just as it's about for you to go all in you'll sometimes pull out and do you mean that on stage on stage okay when like so when i hit a punchline is it like when i hit a punchline i bail out or what like before the punchline what do you it also may be the space because i don't see it very often over at at uh, i don't see it at at claremont in in a room, I don't see it. I, at, in a room, I see comic at at the open mics and shit. at the open mic over oh, yeah, at yeah. the getaway. Yeah, yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, but I've seen that with you. Yeah, where yeah. you were just like I said. The reason why I like that is because you can't bail. I don't. You, you'll you'll bail, and uh-huh. I and I think that that's where. You have to go. Uh, when I went up there and said that that guy looked like Willow, hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. It was deep cuts. I don't know if you heard me from the side. I was like, damn, that's a deep cut. Like- Dude, <laughs> let me tell you. that was. I thought that that was going to be a lot funnier than it hit, and no one was laughing. And I was like, fuck it. Here we go. And so I just kept, so I doubled down on it. I was like, I'm a big guy. You're, you, when I saw Willow... I was probably ten. <laughs> yeah. At your size right now, <laughs> relationally, you still look like fucking Willow. I know you're not a midget. You know what I mean? But like, and so, and that, so I just, I just kept going, and yeah. I could tell that as I kept going, people started, started catching on, until I heard two or three laughs over here. Then I dropped it and I moved on. So that's what I'm saying. Like there would be times where, like, where like I've seen you go into something and you go, "Ah, it's that shit," and you just turn away. And it may be new material, yeah. and maybe that's where you're, where I'm seeing that from. I think it's a mix of stuff because uh, I, I, when you describe it, I know what you're talking about. It's a mix of new material um, and vulnerability. Mm. So I'm doing this thing where I. Um, Bombing, he calls it. I'm just, what? <laughs> I said bombing, he calls yes, it. Bombing. Um, I'm doing, doing this thing where I'm trying to be as honest and raw as possible on stage. And, and, and not even just with the jokes, but with my feelings. And so when I'm on stage, mm. if I'm not feeling confident, I know that that's not conducive. And this is where George and I differ in terms of comedy, where I'm more on the... I don't know. Again, I don't want to speak for you, but you seem to be more on the... Um, 
uh, you're more methodical about it, clinical. It's very, it's like you hit your punches, you econ- uh, economy of words. And I have this artsy vibe about it where I, if I'm uncomfortable up there, I want you to feel that I'm uncomfortable. And if okay. I'm confident, I want you to feel that I'm confident. That's not always good in translation of a show. But I'm glad, I, I'm glad that we're having this conversation because yeah. now I get you. Oh, okay. Well, that's now cool. I get you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that, that makes sense. Yeah. You know? I don't think it's necessarily a good thing based off of what you're saying. I, um, I, I think that as I dig deeper into the vulnerable side, that confidence will sprout. And right now I'm in this position of digging, and it hurts. It hurts a lot. So that I think sense. that that would work uh-huh. if, um, like, you went up and – you're like uh, I like I just left my my therapist and he says that he wants me to to uh, to to realize and and announce my emotions. Like if you were to throw that out first, yeah, and then you go into a bit that you don't like, yeah, and they go, oh that was fucking shit. Like I'm just like <laughs> you know what I mean. Now you have a call. You have a, at least now the crowd is primed. It's like my with setup. what is this guy doing? Right, you know what right. I mean. You're like that's gonna that's gonna make the couch. You know what I mean. Like you would have a, a callback to at least that to where someone and that's right. Where, that, I'm gonna talk about my, that with my therapist now. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean. And it, even if there's no therapist, yeah. at least you your therapist is what you have decided within yourself to say. Okay, I'm gonna feel this and wear these emotions. Mm, yeah. You know, on on my sleeve and experience them and be true to that is. You know, I. I think the crowd would get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I I was talking to a comic, and I told him, like, you're hitting a joke out here without putting people into your reality first. Mm-hmm. Put the people into your reality so that when you're saying this joke, they're not seeing it from their perspective. They're now seeing it from your perspective. Yeah. And that's what makes it funny. So... But there's the other people that say, okay, well... You should be blind to your perspective, to yourself. I disagree with that. No, but there's, it works for some comics. Really? Oh yeah, that they're that they're blind to them. I don't like like if I were to go like yeah like I'm, a lot of one-liner comics have to do be that. Blind to yeah, that. yeah, to be blind. Like you just have to. Here's one because if you if you set up like because I feel like we're not that we're all the same style but we're not none of us are really one-liners so it's like when you start you have to create a safe space of like laughter like 10 seconds and be like i can make him laugh okay we can chill here and then that's what he's saying like you have a oh i've talked to my therapist now you're creating this safe space in the beginning that you can always come back to when things get uncomfortable gotcha. and you you create this baseline but with uh with one-liners everything is such a sharp turn that if you create that safe space it gives them a place to emotionally bail on the joke when they don't want to go with and they can just get mad instead of like now oh no, you come on this journey with me oh that's funny all right next one instead so, of do you feel that Okay, so that bailing, and you—I f- know we haven't been in many shows together. Do you feel that when I'm at Flappers? Because that's when you when you see me the most, I think. Yeah, I, I don't. I I think you may have bailed once out of four shows on that's, one joke. That's not terrible. No, no, okay. not at all. <laughs> and when and and when you're on stage yeah. at Flappers, your confidence is higher. You're getting more feedback from the from the crowd. Your energy is up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Your energy under lights on at Flappers mm. is a completely different energy 
the right than, now than being <laughs> no at at uh, oh, getaway like the getaway yeah you know what I mean you have you're you're a different comic it's interesting and so um I think that uh if I'm looking at like who am I gonna put on a show mm-hmm. would I put you at the getaway on my show no but would I consider you at Claremont mm-hmm. on my show yeah yeah I could I could I could I could talk myself into that one you know what I mean and so the thing is that I I think that um I think that that's when we talk about like cutting that that umbilical cord yeah I think that in certain aspects of once you hone down like okay here's where my uh I'm trying new material out I know this stuff works now I'm gonna hone this out dude I uh, I think that you'd be um, you would be really really good because of because of the fact that your energy is up you're 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 likable person Thanks. you know what I mean you're well, don't lie to him like that <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> with the umbilical cord thing is interesting because I feel like I'm definitely tethered to the audience like the uh, I feel tethered to the audience and I think it's because I've had. Well, you just said you did ten years of improv. Yeah, yeah, long, long time, and that's a different, completely different right vibe. Um, but it's it's it is. I think a big part of it is knowing what it feels like for a lot of people to hate you and to have to be around them. So, like when I went to college, because you're black. Uh, when sorry. I went to college in San Marcos, um, I don't know if you know Cal State San Marcos much. Mm-mm. Okay, it is. So it is scary liberal. Uh, like it is to the point where where you you would think the intolerant right there the, the level of intolerance is equal like how fucking liberal that school is. Does that make any yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm mean, so I was loud and that school isn't exactly uh a huge it's not like UCLA or USC where it's big and like you can kind of fly under the radar no matter how loud you are. Like, right. it was a small, intimate school, and everyone there knew me. And I did and said stuff, like a comic, that upset people. And I know that there's this, like... That, like I, I basically lived with my audience. If I bombed, they knew I bombed. <laughs> if I did well, they knew I did well. If right. I fucking offended somebody, they knew I offended somebody. Yeah. And living with your audience is weird because yeah. there's this yeah like I hear comments like you just don't give a fuck about what the audience says and it's like no that they're for me it's like they're I'm inter- I'm trying to entertain them I should give a fuck about them to some degree but then living on campus where dude I'll tell you more stories later but like so many stories where um, I'll give you a short one where I was doing the koala do you ever heard of the koala hmm. it's this newspaper that they started in, in I think SD Cal State SD and it basically picture um, a, if South Park did a school newspaper. Okay. So it's just and, – and this is early South Park, not woke recent South Park. Right. Like just farting shit jokes and dick jokes and you're insulting people and you're cursing and you're just being an asshole for being an asshole's sake. Right. And I'm a big proponent of freedom of speech. So even when someone brings up like the uh, act white thing, I'm not going to tell them to not do it because I say awful shit all the time. So um, – <laughs> So I'm writing for this newspaper, and they didn't take any of my ideas because I'm not a good writer. And I just ended up passing the newspaper out. 
and I, and that was fine with me. But it became this school-wide thing. And so everyone knew that I was a part of it and started treating me like they, people were mean. And they, they chalked um, – anyone that was associated with it, they chalked our names all over the school campus and said we were baby rapists and that we, we wow. hated women and that we are sex, were sexual deviants and that were like on this campus, my name is written out in that way. And it's a place where you, you, I never felt safe. Ever. Yeah. And you would think, like, on this liberal, like, as a black man in this liberal campus, I'd feel like, oh, everyone's got my back. But no, if you say something that they don't like, they come back hard. And so that's, yeah, but, I think that's where, com- where some of that comes from. Yeah, and, and so the thing is, is that doing, doing comedy around strong political people yeah. is is probably more difficult than doing comedy at a funeral. You know what I mean? Like, I, people lost their loved ones, but you could probably crack a joke about their loved one and they would laugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you can't you can't crack a joke at a, at a little... Because everyone's looking at everybody else. It's like doing comedy with the lights on. People aren't going to laugh because you don't want to laugh at, at a joke and think that someone thinks that you're a shithead for yeah. laughing at it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And that's probably what you were dealing with then. And I don't want you to think that when I say cut the umbilical cord to say, well, fuck the co- the audience. I don't care yeah. that they have that they if they have a good time or not. No, that's not what I'm saying. Like, I think that I'm funny. Mm. And I think that I know that if if I am I think I I know that if I am less worried about offending somebody, mm-hmm. I'm more funny. It's kind of like it's kind of like if you're worried about making a about making a mistake. Did you play ever play sports? Yeah, basketball. Basketball. Okay. If you were worried about giving up the winning shot as opposed to stopping this guy, mm-hmm. what mindset? is going to be better for you at succeeding. Worried about giving up the last shot or the mindset of stopping this guy? Like, usually, if your mindset is, I'm stopping this guy, you will be better prepared to have your body react as opposed to working in fear of giving up the last shot and being the reason why everybody hates you. Like, does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And And so, in that aspect, what I'm saying is that there should be, as a comic, a certain ability to take the fear out of of not messing up and doing, having confidence in what you're doing is going to be great. Does that make sense? Yes. And I... About this, I work well with. How do I put this? Next time I'm on stage, what is in terms of this realm of what you are giving me critiques for? What is one thing, one physical, practical thing I can do that you think would help? So I think that you should. You, Dave once told me this. You want to have you want to have a joke in the in the beginning to introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. You want to have a strong closer and play in the middle. Okay. So that's a, that's a, a, a an open micers playbook. Okay, and so when I told you, 
like if you were to go up and be like um you know my therapist wants me to 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 uh experience or or to acknowledge my emotions right now (laughs) freaking fuck out like you know what i mean (laughs) like that you've just introduced yourself okay with a joke you know what i mean yeah yeah i'm gonna you can play in the middle I'm gonna take that then. I'm gonna take. I'm just. I'm gonna um, try out this therapist idea, and and see where that takes me. Because I don't want to stop the feelings. I don't want to even if it hurts and it sucks. I don't want to stop the feelings because I feel like the feelings are what's leading me down this right path. But if I can hone those feelings and I can sharpen the tools of those feelings, I think that it can improve. So I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna try that therapy thing and see see how that works. Yeah, out. it's your job to package the funny. Like yeah. as a comedian, everyone's funny, but the the art and the goal is to be able to package it and do it every time. And yeah. that's you know, if everyone could do that, everyone would do it. So I think I think you're you just you're on the right track. I'm glad we talked to him about. It. I wouldn't have thought about that note, but he's absolutely right. Yeah, and that think about you bail early and like yeah this is the best part about talking shop with comics and everyone gives everyone shit for like oh well you're another comedian with a podcast and it's like well yeah we're all busy at night we see each other for an hour or two at a time but we never really get to talk sit down get to know each other trade ideas yeah. and, and talk the, about real shit and the thing is is that a lot of time like if i if i had a minute with you i couldn't develop a relationship with you yeah. to be able to tell you like Fix like, this. Hey, especially talking with George in the room. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, this guy, amazing. <laughs> yeah. uh, here's what I think is wrong with you. Now let's like, go, you with that. Let's go mean, back like, to the uh, first part of that. It's great. I know. Yeah, I know. But I mean, but the me. thing is, is that you, if you want to have serious relationships, and if you want to be, to 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 move forward, and if you want to. If you want to be a friend, you got. If you want to have a friend, you got to be a friend. But you also have to be real with people. And I think that we're so afraid of offending people yeah. that you can't, you can't say what you honestly feel, and in turn, hopefully, be help this person grow in something because maybe you never saw it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I, I told, um, like I told Christina, like. We can never see. We don't see you. We don't. We. Sorry, you're Christina. so. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I did this to her last time. She got pissed at me. Karina Sagan. Karina. Mm-hmm. Oh, Karina. oh, oh, okay. This, wait, is her real name Christina? No, it's no, Karina. no, no. It's Karina. I just, I fuck up and I, I say Christina. Oh, and I okay. think it's because she reminds me of my neighbor growing up who was Christina. Gotcha. Mm. And so, but she gets pissed off at me and she's like, <laughs> So we're talking about Karina? Karina. Karina Sagoon. Okay. She's going places, guys. Y'all keep an eye dude, on that girl. I, last night, I was like, dude, she's getting better every yeah. night. Yeah, she's writing a lot and you could tell. And I told her, I was like, whatever you and Joshua Watt are doing in the bedroom, hmm. keep doing it. Just, and she's like, <laughs> and then she's like, he's not doing it. She's like, he's like, dude, we sit there and we just tag right after, like, we're yeah. just, we're just throwing tags. I was like, hey, 10 tags to see a titty. I like it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's I, fair um, exchange rate. I'm like, I, I told her, I was like, I told her, I said, you know, that we can't, like, I can't see you. Like, you have your hat so far down mm, yeah. that all I see is the bottom of your glasses yeah. and your mouth. Yeah. And I'm not able to engage you. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? You're the third person that's told me that. I'm taking my hat off. Mm-hmm. Barbara Holiday gave me the same, the same note. Yeah. It was like, 
the audience can't see your eyes, they don't trust you. Like, yeah. and she was like, and you say offensive shit, they have to trust you. I was like, yeah, you're right. I <laughs> never thought yeah. about that. So hat goes backwards they now. Pulled an ash ketchup. <laughs> kind of, yeah. So I mean, this is a very recent thing, but yeah, my hat goes backwards now. I, I, I turn it around. It's yeah. game time. Like, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. And so the thing is, is that those are, but those are, those are tricks. Those are tools. Those are you being able to allow the 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 audience to see your face guess what you're scared we get that but you have to allow people to to engage you yeah you know what i mean and so those little things mm-hmm. have gotten i'm telling you like it's she's doing fantastic but it took me i had to see her perform for a, mo- a month straight before i felt confident enough to tell her hey i really would love to see you take your hat off mm-hmm. and here's why and i told her it's because of all of these reasons you know and so um which is not me uh, i mean that was listening to ralphie may's uh master class series yeah. mm. He told me I had to shave my fucking beard. I'm, oh, I'm scared to death. <laughs> He's like, and someone was like, so I got a beard and I got a double chin. He's like, nigga, I got six of them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> He's like, you don't think? That I don't realize that I got extra chins. He's like, but people, if you have a beard on, people aren't going to trust you. And it's like, well, I'm not, I'm not. Is this ready. implying I need to shave? No, I still have a beard. <laughs> I still have a beard. I try and keep it a little bit. Uh, tighter yeah but i think that for me i feel more i feel more confident and more comfortable with a beard and so that is going to be me i don't know if i'm gonna ever get like prove ralphie may wrong yeah but for me my confidence is in a beard even if it's a shorter if it's a shorter beard interesting I'm kind of the opposite way now. It's like I, I, I've been trying to lean into discomfort, find things that make me uncomfortable, and, and try to do it until it makes me comfortable or I learn something. So I've been going up on stage a lot sleeveless because I'm, like, I'm very insecure. I have poor body image and terrible body dysmorphia, but it's like I'm vulnerable and I'm uncomfortable up there. And really? it, I have to try and trudge through that a lot. Yeah, and it's hot and I don't have AC in my car. But a lot of times I'll, I'll bring two shirts so that I can change into sleeves. But it's like, fuck, yeah, I'm just making laundry. Plus, I'm changing into sleeves because I don't want people to judge me. It's not a comfort thing. It's So I, I just lean into that. Um, but I can't say it's helped me at all. <laughs> like, all right. Know. So, so it's interesting <laughs> to see that, that you – see, because I forget that you were a fat kid. You talk about it hmm. growing up. But, like – what you don't understand is the people that that are meeting you for the first time. We we don't know that person. Yeah, and so you're bringing that person on stage, but no one else, no one else knows that kid. Yeah, I mean, people people know the fat kid that I grew up with because I'm right here. Like you know <laughs> what I mean? Like <laughs> hey, I ain't going anywhere. People are like God, you never change. I'm like yeah. <laughs> and so the thing is, is that. Um, you being uncomfortable is good for you but it's not it's not anything that that's an internal struggle that i don't think the crowd is is judging or no one's no one's calling you brave you know what i mean because the thing is is that 
like you're Ripped. you're you're a good looking guy. You know what I mean? No, I'm and, still and fucking you both after this. You don't have to do it. It's, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> like, like, but like you are. Like, and so the thing is that I don't have a I, I don't have a problem with saying like, dude, I like I wish I looked like you because I would get mm. mad tail. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's how <laughs> you I, would. That's how I judge good looking guys. Like, do I want to look like that guy? <laughs> Fuck yeah! Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'll give up four inches of height. Yeah, absolutely. Good. I'm good. I'm good. You don't always want to be scary. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right, though. I feel like in the beginning, a lot of comics, they want to jump to, like, what they see on Netflix. They want to jump to be like, oh, I'm just going to be offensive. I'm just going to talk about this. But there's, like, a lot of behind-the-scenes little pre-show checks that you have to do. Like, can they see you? Or do you smell bad? Have you earned this? Do you have five minutes? Like, there's little things you have to meet. You have to earn it to be able to go on Netflix and say the N-word as a white dude. Like, you there's you got you to... Gotta, earn your belt i guess in, in comedy <laughs> yeah the, and the thing is uh, one of the things that i think that you and i meaning like the buddy system and and my show has yeah i don't feel that i have that never been kissed vibe what of that of that i have to make this or it's my life is over oh yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we've I, I been seeing a lot of that recently. Dude, we're actually. just oh like, my oh my god! Like this is my last shot. Like this, this has to happen. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Like it's gonna be so. It's gonna be so great. And he's gonna and he's gonna come in, and everyone's gonna be great. And then it, and it's just like everyone feels that vibe, and it's like, hey, like let's just. How about we just try and be us? Like yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's just and get see good at this. Goes. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so um, like a hesitant date, sir. <laughs> yeah, and so I think that. I don't know what your aspirations are, but the fact that you have a comfortableness about your group, yeah. Um, and granted, like I told people, it's very possible I'm going to lose money on these shows. We've already lost so much. Right. Yeah, and so the thing is, is that it's. But I love comedy. Yeah, but it's not going to stop us. We're going to lose money. We're going to take a hit. But it's like this is so fun. I love it's comedy. Like, yeah, and so that's why I'm doing it. And I think that the people that that rise to the top are the ones that love comedy so much that they're just going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i handicapped in the sense that I've got beautiful kids that I get 26 weeks a year. I love them to death. But guess what? I can't go on the road. Yeah, I, I got a job that, that pays me very well mm-hmm. that takes up a lot of my time. It fucking sucks. But yeah, I live on a, I live in a house, yeah. which is cool. Like yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? And, and so, I mean, it's... I hope that I can eventually one day be able to do road gigs. I hope that one day I'll be able to get paid to do stand up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the uh I mean I guess once your kids are older, how old are they now? Yeah, but I'm gonna marry this chick and she's gonna be like, <laughs> I wanna have kids and I already told her, I'm like, listen, I'm co parenting with someone I don't like. I can co parent with someone I do. And so like if you Who's ever right? ask me to stop like to stop doing comedy, it it's outski. Like yeah. I'm just telling you straight up and that was that was like I told her that before I gave her the ring, and as soon as she was like, "Yeah, I'm good." The next day, I went out, bought a ring, and I gave, put it on her finger. I'm like, "Okay, let's get married." Awesome, man. That's good. And so it was like, but the, everything, all the cards were laid out on the table. Yeah. You know what I mean? Here's how I feel, a hundred percent, and yeah. and go from there. So yeah. uh, I know you joke about it being backwards, but I genuinely think that that's one of. There's a bunch of ways to do it, but one of the right ways to do comedy is to get your life in order first to handle your life and then do your comedy because comedy is going to be your joy it's going to sustain you but you 
you can't sustain your happiness if you're living outside in your car. Like you have you have a job, you have a house, you have responsibilities that you take yeah. care of first. You do your man thing, and then you earn your free time. And and I I feel like you genuinely feel like you earn your free time and you respect the stage and the art and the craft and it's like you're you're like a person it's like that's how i want to work in comedy you Juan see us there's a handful of them that i'm like you guys re- respect everything you do because you feel like you earned it and nothing was handed to you and it's just it's something to look up to so it's it's good to keep i try to keep people like you around or aaron well, and you. stuff and and just try try yeah I, I think that the, i think that i think that there are new ways of there's new paths that are coming through so many in in comedy and i don't think that um that i would have been successful uh 15 years ago as trying to be a corporate guy and do comedy on the stage i don't think or on the side i don't think that 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 would have worked i think that where we are now i think that um i can have a small amount of success um but success is what you define it as. Yeah, that's true. For us, success is being able to just survive <laughs> off of comedy. Right. That's all we want. <laughs> if it, we wake up tomorrow and we didn't lose a venue, that was a good day. <laughs> yeah, like you were, yeah. you were saying the, the where the buddy system, where we're, where in short term, I would describe it as creating venues in the IE so that we can all get better at this. We can all have a place to perform in front of people. And yeah. long term is trying to make it so that we can just live off of this. So, I think that I think once I start doing, like getting more of these um, these shows, and we start building, I think that. So I would, I would think for you guys, getting your like trying to figure out who your buddy system fan base is. You have so many venues and you have so many people that are out there. I think that your Fox show was very ambitious Thanks. and it was very successful. You know what I mean? I don't know what, what it produced in dollars and that's not what we're here to talk about. But but it, it was starts with a dash next to the zero. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the thing is is that you were able to, to, to pull something off. You know what I mean? And so if you were able to say, okay, I was able to get 170 people at the show, well, the you can sell out of room at, at Flappers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. And so I know that they're always looking for, for people to go and book that room. Um, what was your ticket price at, at uh, uh, $10 walk up yeah so the thing is, is that for my show it's 20 on the on the on the website with a link for 10 yeah. that's how I'm doing my show yeah and so, I definitely stole that idea from Flappers and another dude we used to work with where you like you have two prices like have have the expensive one and then the, like the real one <laughs> yeah and yeah. so if someone shows up at the door and has to pay $20 that means that I get ten now. Yeah, and they will. They absolutely which, will. Which I feel terrible about <laughs> for them, but it works out for me. And you gave them the opportunity to, to, I've been to make trying. it. Yeah, I've yeah. been trying. And so the thing is, is that it's going to be um, it's going to be interesting what happens. But I think that y- you guys could easily become a staple show, even at an improv. You know what I mean? The Dirty Show's been at the Improv for, what, 
12 years. Years, yeah. Wait, Corey years. Chad? Yeah. Years, yeah. Fuck, I didn't know those for that long. I grew up with those guys. Yeah. Damn. When, I, when we were, we went they're, to the... They're we local, went, like, celebrities. We went to the same school. Like, I used to, I had, we used to, I used to walk to their house, and we used to play as kids, and I was funnier than them as a kid, and I used to think there's no way that, that like, when I heard that they were doing stand-up, yeah. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, way you know funnier I mean? than that. <laughs> well, yeah, like, that's what, that's what I think, you know what I mean? Um... And they grind. they grind. Yeah, they they got in with with uh, with Ralphie May, and he and they've done, they they've honed their brand. Yeah, they are brand central. Do you mind if I ask you more questions? Sure. Awesome. I know that I'm supposed to go taste cake because oh. I need oh, it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and this whenever you need to. So uh, we can take um, off. Yeah, please stop. Dude, us we're already two hours in. Oh, are we? Bad. Jesus. But uh, you were like, we're not doing a three hour. <laughs> yeah, we're now. We're doing two fifty eight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, your the brand. So speaking of someone that's more outside of the buddy system, when you look at us or when when people view us, what do you think they? What do you? How do you view the brand or how do you? How do people view the buddy system from your perspective? Um. So when I see the buddy says I kind of see you guys as a um as a comic version of a of a um of like a lethal weapon styled movie. You know what I mean? Like like one of those like buddy action fe- com- like features. Okay. Like and so and so like if if I were to say okay, we're going to do we're going to do a um a marketing for you guys. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. All of my, all of your photo ops, all of your videos would be in 1980s, like buddy. That's funny because our next stuff. like run is Burton Ernie. Like that's what we're gonna. Okay, yeah. And so the thing is, is that, is that like I would take, I would take iconic figures. Yeah. Put you in a in a fucking uh, wig. Uh, and a shoulder uh, gun harness, you know, with a with a shirt open, uh, with flashing lights in the back, and you being the Murdaw, you know what I mean? Just sitting there being like, 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 just, <laughs> with, with just like exasperated, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, I'm too old for this sh- shit. Kind of look, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and 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 just go from there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, look, find every single. Um, uh, movie poster of the buddy system reshoot Tango and Cash exactly <laughs> the way it was. Like find that movie poster and shoot it like that, and then do your buddy system uh, theater show based off of like that, and, and that be your poster. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's that's how I would brand it, and then do some stupid little vignette. You know what I mean? That is that is a, a a little nod to that. Yeah, it's funny that that's kind of our like that timeline and then that whole like nostalgia yeah. theme is kind of what we've not intentionally made, but it's like that's just our personality. We love like you know nineties, late eighties shit, and just kind of making it like our logo is like a bunch of nineties cartoons Dude, collaged together. Thelma and Louise poster with you <laughs> ah, <ooh>, that's gold. <laughs> that is gold. I would rent a car for that. That's a business write off. I'm doing that. Dude, we're gonna drive it off the fucking cliff too. Fuck this. <laughs> that's no that's the theme of the buddy system. We're gonna drive this right off a cliff. <laughs> like, You're gonna do the driving Miss Daisy one. <laughs> uh, 
I have to be the black one, though, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so funny. I'll do white face. White face. Yeah, we got um, a lot of things. No, so I don't know if officially, I think we're both in to help you on whatever you want to do in this i.e. scene I'm like not, he critiqued it to me yeah well <laughs> i mean he gave you constructive criticism i was waiting for mine but apparently i'm just a shitty comic good, that bro. i can't help that doesn't have any notes to be given you're um, too good, so bro. no i'm in like yeah i want to help i want to i want us all to grow like it's it's not our group it's not me and aaron i or at least i try not to make it that way like it's genuinely about all the comics that come that show up that are getting better because without comics i have no show i have yeah, no I, and i don't think that i don't so i don't think that your guys' success is going to impede my success yeah, yeah no i think you know what i mean like i think that other. you being successful helps me be successful yeah and yeah. so the thing is is that i think that um I don't know if it's if it's me listening to Rogan too much and having this um you know break down the tribe kind of you know feeling and 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 let people uh, come together and 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 just be um let like help everyone out yeah. you know to 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 lift the entire group think- you know what I mean I think that's the right perspective. I don't know. I'm I'm yeah. still a child. I'm very young. I don't know, but like that, there's no detriment if, to everyone succeed. And I could see it like in the past when there was a guard. You know, there's 30 executives between NBC and Fox that you have to get through in order yeah. to get on TV. But that's not the case anymore. So if Aaron succeeds and he blows up and he becomes a headliner, great. Now I have a headliner I can book at Worthington's once a month. Like, yeah. like he's going to just up the level of everyone else. Like, he's just going to raise the bar. And and here's the thing. Like, if if you guys blow up and you start touring and, you know, would I want to go with you guys? Like, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Am I going to expect it? No. Same. Am I going to ask you? No. Like, this is the first time I've ever said that I have to anyone – that I've had any relation with the Smash Brothers. Hmm. No one knows. Like, I've never... It's it's never come up. Huh. And so, I've never told anybody that. And and it's because I don't want people thinking, oh, well, this is where it's at. I, or, or, oh, this is how he got where he's yeah, at. Yeah, same. I'm, I don't... Aaron, maybe, but there's a large group of people who don't know who i know because i don't tell them like right. i'd rather them not know so they go talk shit about me over there and then i hear about it later but yeah yeah it's like i don't want to trade off of anyone's name i want to bring my own success to the table and then make everyone better like i think you guys are doing a great job so you got what do you got coming up uh uh september 14th we have the kicking off of the white trash tour which yeah. will be we're uh, filming it for netflix where are you gonna shoot it at at the, the, box. the box. Yeah, we're doing a double feature at the box again. And that's in Riverside. 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 Uh, thirty-six, thirty-five Market Street, Riverside, California. Awesome. Yeah, uh, we're getting involved with Mission Twenty Two, a bunch of uh, veterans um, things. We're just trying to raise awareness because uh, Stephanie's a veteran. Um, yeah, we have a lot of people. Johnny Gold's a veteran. Like we're just trying to make it a thing and just raise awareness and, and overall the comedy in, in Riverside and the IE yeah. like we're just trying to and give if, ourselves a platform if uh, comics do listen to this we have open mics every Monday Tuesday and Thursday 
Yeah. Um, and when I say we for the Tuesday show, that's Steven Espinosa's show at mm. uh, the Hideaway Cafe. We just help him out if he needs it, but that's his show. So if yeah. you need any information on that, that's talk to Steven Espinosa. Mm. But we have our open mic every Monday at Worthington's at seven, uh, seven, and then it goes to however long it needs to go to, and then Thursday at the Getaway at nine. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've been to the Hideaway. The, it's fun. Yeah, it was it's fun. A, I, it's a little grind room. That's all we have, really, are little grind rooms that, like, oh, you better you better come correct, like, or, or bomb. Come correct or bomb. So I bomb frequently. They're, they're good <laughs> shows. Hurts. They're it good hurts. shows. If you guys are um, are thinking about doing stand-up and you're listening to this, um, try it. Yes, it's, do uh, and, but, and it's okay to just go to an open mic and listen to people and realize that you are funnier than some of these people that are <laughs> on stage. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. And so... Um, I love you guys. Thank you for coming out. Thanks for having us. Thank yeah, this is super fun. Yeah, man. Very fun. We did uh, two hours total.